0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was like, shit, this guy's a Leafs fan. Like, I'm going to have nothing to talk to this guy. Sure. You know, just sort of summing him up already in my mind. And then he came over and he was like, hey, uh, I just want to say, like, that song you sang about your daughter. Um, and he was a big guy, like, looked pretty tough and stuff. And he's like, that song you sang about your daughter was really sort of hit home. He said, I have a friend recently who his daughter's also in the hospital. And as he's ta- telling me the story, it starts to tear up like in his eye and his eyes yeah. and I can see it. And I was like, Oh shit. It's like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this kind of moment where you realize like playing music or, or putting yourself out there in that way. It's about those moments where you realize like you kind of have to get out of the way of yourself and, Something just kinda of happens through you. Like yeah. beyond your skill or ability or anything else. You're just something kind of magical. You're sort of like a vessel for something really cool that happens. And man, to be a part of that, um yeah. night in and night out is just I, I I can't think of anything else I'd rather do. You know what I mean?
1: Welcome, fellow leshes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard.
2: Guess what? Tavern's on. Tavern is on. No, on.
3: (laughs) The tavern is now open. Tavern is now open. Welcome back. Fellow Lushes. I can't wait. Another episode of Cocktails with Dimples and the Beard. And Dimples can't wait for.
2: When we have our chain of, of bars. We're gonna have a chain of bars, cocktails with dimples in the beard.
3: Is that your first when the when the money starts rolling? That's We're how you're gonna invest. Bar. We're gonna open a bar. Can We're I launder my chain? Can I launder my drug money through your bar?
2: Absolutely. Cool. What? What? Why? else would you have? Cool, a bar like that. I like it. And then when we have a chain of them across the country, just gotta look at just gotta think and of it, the decor. Do you think the cool kids would hang out at our bar?
3: Do you hang out? It, cool it would be a cool bar. It would be cocktails with dimples in the beard,
2: flashing neon signs. <laughs> there'd be i would have bet you'll be 21 by the time we open it Perfect. there'd be dancing girls hey, on the hey, look at that. The she's, she's wearing grandpa's vest you
0: have to you just have to get like good deals you know people love a deal
2: well young young people love a deal <laughs>
0: um i think everyone loves the deal.
2: that's I, true I've i love
3: one. the deal that keeps the young drunks out of my bar that's the deal i love
0: yeah that's fair
3: so Ten (laughs) dollar (laughs) Manhattan.
2: That's our special. (sighs) Uh, you know, for if you like this content that we're 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 doing right now, which is amazing, (laughs) do us a favor: like, share, subscribe. That's the best thing you can do. Is subscribe, share is the best thing you can do. I, I I take that back um no wait i take that back no sharing would be the best thing you could do like and share that's great leave a comment please leave a comment we'd love to hear from you we'd love talking with you we'll respond please give us a name call us call us an name call us an ass smacker if we want call i us am them. an ass smacker but um let's talk about it may comment. i comment let's talk about
3: it may i interject
2: interject may
3: i interject may i correct you oh God. your facts
2: my facts technically
3: technically because i want them to do the thing that is most likely to help us out i mean first of all first and foremost subscribe we need the subscriber numbers up but secondly the biggest thing for the algorithm is to comment put a comment in there yes that's the one that drives it back then and youtube thinks that people are excited about it dan but we want to what share was, so well yeah right they're all important but when it comes to the YouTube algorithm, do you want to get money or? Share with yeah.
2: your
3: friends. There, we saluted. I mean, we salute. We made. We would a like you.
2: I would like you to share with people you don't like. Just share it with them, so they say what. Why are you sharing this with me? I don't even like you. Why would you share? Yeah, this? but then if you share it with somebody who doesn't
3: like you, they're not going to go fucking. They're going to be like,
2: it. I don't. Why would they do this? They're going to watch it. And they're going to fall in love. They're gonna fall in love. We got me. a musician tonight, so it's not always ladies, ladies. It's not always ladies, ladies. We got a dude on tonight. We got another good-looking dude on tonight. Uh, We've had... to be fair, the dude looks like a lady. <laughs> But he doesn't. He does. Dude. Well, you decide for yourself. Watch to the end because that's when he takes off his his mask, his mask and reveals his true self. Reveals that he's
3: not Maddie McKechnie. He's Matilda McKechnie. He might be. This or is, this is not a nice intro. Well, I, I don't know what kind of intro it is. We're just babbling. <laughs> <laughs> we're babbling. We're gonna talk to somebody from Canada tonight, and they don't
2: like to be mean. They're not mean. No. Are we mean? Was that mean what we, you I said, don't what know. we, we mean We're just making we're just having fun. Felt a little mean. Oh. I, I just thought it was fun. But we're just having fun. What are you drinking anyway? Um, I am drinking gin and cranberry juice. You got a UTI? I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because I have no reason. Other than I'm, I felt like gin and I had cranberry in the juice. And well, there's that. a lot
3: of, there's a lot of pine trees in Canada. Okay. Well, so, there you go. Gin is pine. He never suggested it. He might have suggested a drink at the beginning. He didn't. Well, we did. We just said beer because he's a beer drinker. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Perfect. the beer is I'm yes. Oof. This is, this probably wouldn't go over in Canada though. A half of ice, and they probably don't. I mean, beer. yeah, it's not for them big lumber mountain jacks up there, whatever they call it. Yeah real heavy beer mountain jack what is a good canadian beer um what is that one that's it thank you Yeah, very helpful appreciate that well if i lived in canada considering it's winter like 13 months out of the year i would most likely drink a lot of stout what do you call what do they call cigarettes up there uh, no, that's in, that's in, in London. I think it's stags. Did you just try and get me to say the, <laughs> yeah, I did, I, I did too. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but that's to be fair though. They do call them fags in
2: London, in London. Yes. So they do. They do. That's, a, that's I think a you're okay word.
3: with that word. As long as you don't
2: end. In, you, as long as you, you can explain what you're talking. We're talking about cigarettes
3: that and you don't want to, you don't want to got them. If you know what I mean,
2: you don't want to got you, no gotting. <laughs> But but out, but uh for a brief moment I was like yeah well they no, there's something in Canada too as it's dag no. I have no idea what
3: can I ask them? I've never been to Canada nor I've never and I've never smoked a cigarette in my life so I was
2: in Canada once for really work. yeah for for work yeah they let you back in plant out that's it I, yeah flew up there for one day came back the next day we stayed overnight we didn't yeah but you didn't go anywhere no and it's a funny story oh, I bet it's not it. it I don't know if people know me. I changed my name <laughs> and, and I was, mar- and I was married and there was a problem with my name change when I was trying to get a passport to wait, fly to the country. You
3: changed your name because you got married.
2: No, you took your wife's and name and then I got married. You took your wife's name. No, but I got teased for a different reason. And the quickest and easiest way for me to get, I didn't really need a passport to get is to go in, say, I lost my driver's license, show them my birth certificate. To my original name so my birth certificate matched my driver's license when i flew and then when i got back make everything right okay that makes sense it does make sense but the funny part was so i'm ready to leave i'm packing i'm like oh by the way i to my wife apparently we have a different name so i'm not married so i'm in canada i'm a single man <laughs> probably took advantage of it too didn't you she I thought it was funny. Well, here we go. We never want to keep a... Talented musician. Rugged man. Talented man. Rugged. Waiting.
3: All right. So without further ado, well, I'm going to get this wrong. Matt
0: McKechnie. Well, hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. How we doing, guys... man? Good, good. Can you guys see me okay? Yeah, we got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha. we, we can see you. Okay. Can you okay. Can hear, can, can hear me? You bet. We always Great. want Brighter Pipples light the better. The we want to see yeah, Yeah. Okay. So we go. How how are you tonight? Doing all right, man. Good. What's uh what's going on where you guys are at?
3: Uh just another night of this, you know. This has become like a three night a week project at this point now. We you know. <laughs>
0: Amazing.
3: Yeah, it's turned into Amazing. a lot. So we uh
0: yeah, you're always having people on. And I think I'm th- probably the best looking person you've had on. A thousand so.
3: percent. A yeah. thousand percent.
0: <laughs> Can't even know you other than the, other than the host, you are it. <laughs> so we're joined, yeah, by yeah. you decide which you one. You guys are lookers. No, you guys are uh, I mean, I see all the beautiful women that you have on and I'm like, geez, I feel honored amidst all these uh stunning people. I'm just sort of uh, you know, Canadian dad doing his (laughs) musical thing and so i'm happy to be
2: here chatting with you dudes and and that's what we're all about just chatting with some cool people learning about you hearing some stuff and uh, go from there so appreciate you coming on
3: yeah so thank you maddie mckegne musical name graven we gotta we gotta start with that where does where does graven come from and i know there's a song on on uh the simple complex album that kind of kind of goes over a little bit what it is and i I like that, yeah. that feeling that it's it is what it, you need it to be, but where did it come from? Yeah, man.
0: Um, so Graven just came from um, going to school at the University of Guelph here in in Canada, just close to, close to Toronto. Okay. Uh, Guelph is a funny name because mm-hmm. Norm McDonald Norm McDonald talked about it because uh, Jane Fonda was on his show. And she goes, oh, I filmed this movie in Guelph and he's from Canada. And he goes, oh yeah, I know where Guelph is, but I always thought it's a funny name of a town because it sort of sounds like throw up <laughs> or like vomit or something. Yeah. It does. Guelph. But uh anyways, And Norm is
2: uh, R.I.P., but he is, he's oh, one man. of the best.
0: Genius. Totally. I love him so much. I watch all of his stuff on repeat. But yeah, Graven was like this idea like I, I grew up in church so I, I went to a lot of churches as a kid, like Christian family. Um, and I knew the word graven from the Bible was like, you know, anything made by human hands. So like an idol or some kind of statue or something like there's a verse, I think in the old Testament that says no graven image shall come before me, which means you can't make an idol or a statue that, you know, goes sure. in front of God. But I, but I didn't want it to be associated with that. So I was like, I thought about the word, And I was like, oh, it's kind of an interesting word, because if you slice it down the middle, it's like half of it is gravity, and then the other half is heaven. So it's like, you know, as humans are sort of stuck in one world, but you're always thinking about another one or something. So that's where it came from.
2: Okay. Were you uh, in in church? Were you in the choir? Did you sing for it? Is that where you got some of your music background? I, I didn't
0: really sing in the choir or anything. But yeah, I did some worship music for sure at uh different churches and was a worship leader for a long time uh leading people to the lord but uh, uh yeah no i um i did that for for quite a while and i slowly just learned guitar through uh, my brother and different friends and i could you know i think 13 or 14 i could move one finger around enough to play um, smoke on the water by deep purple nice right? is that all it takes this classic all oh, you gotta really? really
3: do is move one finger for that
0: song uh, to play that song it's basically it god damn it you got it you can do it man and then uh and then a friend I think of my brother's was like hey i can show you a couple chords then it was just sort of off from there and i never really took lessons or anything it just sort of learned um by rote like over time learned learned by experience i should say sure, sure. and yeah i didn't uh church music definitely saturated my mind and i i was in immersed in music through it but yeah i, I didn't really take lessons i wasn't trained classically i still can't read music um okay. but i could i can play enough you know that i can play basically most basic rock instruments like piano drums um like keyboards guitars bass but i can't do them exceptionally well i can do them enough to and, get they're right. all,
3: the, yeah. and they're all self-taught you, you've never had lessons in any of them
0: no so i had to, yeah maybe piano lessons for a, a year or two when i was like eight or nine okay but, uh you can only play claire de lune so many times before you're like what am i doing with my life <laughs> at that age you're like yeah. how does this relate to me yeah
3: yeah it's it is fun to watch. So I have a, I have a young daughter who's learning uh, piano right now. She's in her first year of piano. She's got her second cool. recital in a couple of weeks, so it's fun to watch and yeah. how much progress she's made in such a short time. So I oh, love that's the great, man. Yeah
0: how how old did you say your daughter
3: is? She's seven, almost eight.
0: Oh, cute, nice. That's the same. So my daughter's six. So okay, oh, I get it. I get it.
3: Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I you, definitely I-
0: had that in some of my
3: research that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being an older single dad because I'm in the same spot and, and it's uh right it's a it's a crazy world when I mean I get I'll drop her off and get called grandpa a lot because of the gray hair and the <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. And I and I, I know that half the time anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You guys are great.
0: Yeah it's true. Uh it's weird being an older single dad. So she's six. I'm forty six and uh so yeah will always be forty years apart, which is a bit strange but uh you know everyone goes down their different paths in, in different ways and I, i'm like thankful in some ways too that it it's worked out the way it did because i think if i was in another relationship or working a different job that i i really hated i wouldn't be able to do music full time it's yeah. just sort of mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. the cookie crumbled in life and so i'm, I'm definitely lucky in that regard but um but yeah, I, I feel you, man. It's it, the just being an older and, and being a single dad. Like it's it's fun sometimes, but then you're just sort of you know the one at the school functions or the uh, you know <laughs> yeah. I'm, right. I'm kind of like yeah, I have a beard. I look a little maybe different, and I uh, and I you know there's a lot of cookie cutter parents who have there's a lot of government workers in Ottawa, Canada sure. around here, the capital, so who have steady nine to five jobs and i'm like i'm self-employed sometimes i i work you know and sometimes i have some days off like my schedule's all over the place and i'll show up wearing a hoodie with a you know hot sauce stain on it or something and i'm like hey what's up yeah you know,
2: <laughs> you know all this. i i do i feel you i feel yeah. you it, and, it, and and i'm in the opposite i did the i'm not the cookie cutter but i have a grandson that. Is this age of you know within the range of your daughters?
0: <laughs> oh, cool! Oh, that's fun, man.
2: It is fun. It's, it's a really... different path, but it's 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 still great.
0: Yeah, it's great. So are you? are you both dads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So yours is yours is eight, and how old is yours, Dean? I'm Dean. He's Cal. Kev, that's Kevin. You're, you're Dean. Okay, you're Dean. You're Kev. Sorry, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. No, that's no, okay. all right.
2: That's yeah. right. So yeah, so he's at the, my grandson's eight. Oh, wow. And uh, right. So my son's 32. And then I have a 20 year old and a 23 year old. So I'm all. Yeah. So I I put all that beside, you know, behind me. So he's got a parent all the time. And I just spoil now and send him home.
0: That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. 20 and 32. They basically have their own. uh, Oh, yeah. Fully formed lives. That's pretty cool.
2: Which is, which is, just as you'll know, it's just great to watch. It's just great to watch. Yeah. As they grow up.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really fun and uh and what what city are you guys in wisconsin? we're in nino wisconsin oh no way so cool yeah i just um i just got played on um a wisconsin station the other day because there's this program called uh out of the woods it's like this
3: station
0: uh, this pro program and anyways it's like kind of acoustic folky okay. stuff that this this guy curates and uh, it's a syndicated show so it gets played on about a 100 stations across the U.S., a couple in Canada, and uh, there was one or two stations in Wisconsin. So I'll look them up after and, and yeah. sell them to you because, oh, okay, yeah, you
3: know, probably know, Madison, certainty. I'm guessing. Yep, yeah, Madison, possibly, probably, or, you know, college town, college so. town. Speaking yeah. of college,
2: yeah, for sure, did you play um gigs in college during college? I mean, it, you're uh, learning your music. I, when did you get your chops to? Yeah,
0: like, I was I was playing a bit like I played in some other bands where I was the side guy. Like I I played bass in a band called um, Crushing Shelbyville with a few friends because we were okay. big Simpsons fans. Yeah. <laughs> and you know when Mister Burns builds that uh, sun blocking machine that knocks yeah. down, it's supposed to be. Uh, they're like, "Oh, we crush Shelbyville!" <laughs> so uh, that was like mm-hmm. a three piece band with a couple friends. And that was really fun rock. But again, the other guys we were all sort of from churches and from camps and we played a lot of Christian gigs, you know, we weren't really like pushing for it. That was 22, 23, somewhere in there. Um, but we were really good. Like we were tight band, but just the other guys really didn't have the ambition to, you know, go play in bars, go, go out and just, just do it. Um, we were just sort of doing it here and there where we could. And I played in another band called Kiss Kayla. Mm -hmm. um a bit later where there was two female singers julie and merrily who were sisters and it was really fun and i was the guitarist and i sang you know harmony and stuff from time to time and i played um for someone named ali mccormick and we toured all across canada together and so i was i was used to being a side person but in terms of like really pushing the graven thing i would put out an album here or there, and then just kind of let it go. And for a long time, I wasn't really doing much with it. It was really just a side project and different people would say, you know, Hey, you should really do your own thing. And I didn't always have the confidence. Like I didn't always want to be the central focus, like on stage and stuff with performing, was something that didn't always come easy to me. Like I still have anxiety. I still, um, you know, can struggle with that sometimes. But over the years, as you guys know, like you just get into doing something and the more whatever 10,000 hours that you put into it, you feel more comfortable and in your skin. so I just kind of kept doing it and, and certain pathways just sort of kept opening up by me, sort of sticking with it and then saying, Okay, well, I really should get a band together, I guess, to play my own music. Yeah, I really should try and push it to a different level. I really should try and do this. So, it all sort of um, happened. I, I, f- I, forget the original question, but am I answering what you're asking?
2: Sort of. Yeah, I, I mean, it's great. It's just a great story <laughs> you're going through, and you're, you're. We're gonna. Hey, if I didn't ask it, it would have. I would have. I probably would have. <laughs> oh, been. great. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, so it's I, just, I think uh, so. Your history. Free flow. You, you guys are free flowing. Yeah, Love for it. sure. Yeah. So I, I, um, yeah, I think that uh, as I took the leap and said, you know what? I really want to do music full time. I'm going to try and do this. This was really early COVID that um, I lost a, a part-time gig and I lost another part-time job where I was booking Music for this club in Ottawa called Bar Robo, really sweet little spot. Mm. And I said, uh, you know, I guess I could do it now. Because what I was doing up to that point were some live streams, like I was doing Instagram lives and I was doing um, a little bit on um, Twitch and like Facebook Live and stuff. And I thought, well, everybody's home, people don't have anything to do. I'll try and do some streams and see how it worked. And for the first while I just stuck with the time. Like I said, I'm going to s- take one. Um, I think it was Fridays. I started doing it at like 9 PM. I was like Friday nights at nine. I'm going to do it for an hour. And even if no one comes, mm-hmm. it'll just give me some time to practice and yeah, go through sure. some songs and sing. And, you know, so I was kind of fun. And then it just sort of turned into something. And at different times during the, the during COVID and during the lockdowns, I was, you know, I'd have like three or four up to like 15 20 people watching and at one point it was like over a hundred wow that were coming on know. live streams that were watching it was great and people were leaving tips and stuff too yeah so I was like okay well maybe there's something to this and so i just kept kept doing it kept doing it and then when things opened again started to open i started playing little shows in people's yards and they would um you know book me and say what what kind of ticket price would you want or what would you want to do and i set up a couple here um in my neighborhood and uh yeah it was it it was fun and then i sort of saw back to originally what i was talking about taking the leap like i thought you know in life if you think that you're supposed to do something a lot of times you, you won't really know until you actually take the leap and try yeah. it that's you can so sit around and 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 like prophesied uh, prophesize no you can sit around <laughs> and like just think about all the potential failures and pitfalls that can happen or how it's not going to work but in, until you actually take the leap you won't really know yeah you know and you you also won't know who, who if there are like people who really support you out there too because that's what that's what i found is like once i took the leap there were just sort of people showing up and saying like, Hey, you know, we dig your stuff with like people. I didn't even know, um, friends of friends and online too, people who are connected to me and saying like, you know, it's really cool what you're doing. We want to support you. So that was a really good lesson. And like, take the leap if you feel like you're supposed to do something and guess what, even if you fail, you're still alive.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. It's okay, and, it's okay to fail. You know, that's right.
0: And, so exactly. and I, I,
3: I feel. I mean, we. I'm sure I can speak for both of us when we we say we we feel that because this thing was you know a, at least a year in the process before we actually sat down in front of a microphone and started talking. So you know, we that's think, cool. We think back now and go, Gee, we could have another fifty episodes under our belt and be that much farther down the road. And and
2: uh but we took the leap. Yeah, like you said, but, that's yeah, exactly it right. Took that's, us a while to finally.
3: That's... And like like a lot of people, I think the pandemic was the kick in the ass. Like what the you know,
0: yeah.
2: What else are we? <laughs> so, yeah, it's so, true. So you guys, you, can you get?
0: Go ahead. Can you, get, can you swear on your podcast? I heard you. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I heard you <laughs> sort of self fuck. Okay, good. Yeah, Fucking yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What, what, what were you going to ask? Well, I was
2: going to uh, say. So, did, did you ever have a nine to five job? I did. Yeah, I had
0: several that I was never really good at, and I hated all of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I I worked in a lumber yard for about six years. Um, I worked delivering eggs for a couple of years i um i worked in construction um i actually went to school for journalism so i was I was trying to do that for a while and okay. uh i was trying to do you know go down that road and I, I went to school for english so i got a degree in english from guelph and i was like i don't <laughs> want to be an english teacher what the fuck am i going to do with this I'm sorry, every and, time you say uh, you went
3: to university at Guelph, I feel like we we're talking to Harry Potter or something. It, something... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does
0: sound like that. we played. Same bridge. Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I've never even seen Harry Potter. I haven't so. either. Right? It,
0: <laughs> hearing hearing Norm say that about Guelph, like changed yeah. my view of it forever. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. he's so it's like, <laughs> and of course, you know, being Norm, he didn't say vomit or something. I think he said throw up. Because yeah. It yeah. sounds like throw up. <laughs> I'm like who the hell says throw up anyway? The best norm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, norm. Was, then. I didn't... But um, but yeah, I, uh, I I did lots of jobs, and I post yeah. about that sometimes. It's like a reminder to me, saying that like I've never felt like any other job I've had has been the right fit. Yeah. You know, there's always things where I'm like, oh yeah, I can do it there's certain aspects that are okay. Um, there are certain things that I, I can fit into. Like I'm a fairly adaptable human being. As a musician, you kind of have to be that way. You sort of roll with the punches and you're on tour in, in different towns and you're kind of like, oh, well, this isn't going to work. Okay, we'll just roll with it. So you, yeah. you kind of have that built in. So that worked with being able to work different jobs. But yeah, that feeling of deep down, like I... You know, had friends who are engineers or doing different careers, uh, working in addictions counseling or whatever that they were like, this is, you know, I love this. This is what I want to do. It's my ultimate dream. I never felt that, you know, in any job. Until now. Not even working in journalism, like until now. Exactly. And and when I started doing this, I was like, shit, like this, this exists. I didn't think that you know, I yeah. don't think that people can do this in life. I thought a job was always something that you hated. So right. uh yeah, it really turned turned the lights on in, in some ways. And do you guys what about you guys? Do you like both of your, your respective jobs and what you
3: no. Do? <laughs> no? <laughs> no, no, a thousand percent. No. We, it's funny we had uh we recent- Today
2: I don't, but normally I do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we re- we recently had Matt Vincent on and he's a motivational kind of kind of fitness guy. And uh, well, put you in your place, man. He did put me in my place because I had been watching him and I kept telling him every time I watched a speech that he gave, I was ready to go and quit and 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 you know move on to something else. He's like, Well, have you ever thought about it from maybe you need to change something where you are to make it better where you are than to
2: just quit? Yeah. I'm like,
1: Fuck he, You goddamn it. You threw back on you. By
2: <laughs> When's the last time you learned something new at your, your current job? When's the last time you, yeah, did something? Di- yeah, so he, uh, which I think it's about, all perspective. Yeah, I think about today, so it is.
0: But also, uh, I agree with Matt to some respect, but also, man, sometimes you just need to fucking quit. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you, you just know, know yeah. right,
3: right. And that's, like, I've been doing the same thing for 25 yeah, years. I I, yeah. I know, you know, I know it's not what I want to be doing anymore, but I know it's what I'm going to do until retirement. So, I'm, I'm okay with no, that. Well, fair.
0: But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a real, it's, I know that I'm in a real, like, lucky position, too. And I, I you know, don't don't take it lightly. Like, I have... I guess I've put out like 15 or 16 <laughs> albums or EPs and stuff. But the, a lot of those were side projects, as I said, side hustles. Where Early I was ones, yeah, yeah. Work, yeah, working other jobs and just put stuff online and do this here and there. And then so really for about three three plus years now, I've been doing it full time. And I can say like it is extremely hard, like in our climate as a self- you know starter musician is someone i don't have representation i don't have a label i don't have an agent Mm, and nothing but it's ultra fucking rewarding yeah you know when you when you play in a room to like you're like oh man i thought there was going to be whatever x amount of people here and only this amount showed up but then all these people decide to you know buy a bunch of your merch or someone comes up to you not even that it's not even the money aspect it's like someone will come up after a song and you thought i've had this happen a couple times now where i i thought i sort of played it shittily or i didn't really (laughs) give it its best or i screwed something up and i'm like fuck i screwed up the fingering of that chord everybody noticed of course they rarely ever do right but You You feel like they're all looking at you,
2: laughing at you. That's right. Nobody knows.
0: I have massive, massive uh, imposter syndrome. It's something I work at constantly. So, but yeah. And then after that has happened, it's funny how, like one time in particular, I played this show in Toronto. My friend Megan just played before me. And she she, uh, was nominated for Juno, which is like Canadian. uh, Yeah. Grammys, yeah. So, part of them? Which was really, really cool. I was really proud of her, and she's amazing, um, Megan Nash. So, um, we played this show in Toronto, and then I was like, oh, uh, I had to play, and I was just feeling not confident and not myself, and feeling sort of, you know, bummed out. And I uh, played. I was like, you know, I'm going to play this new song about my daughter at the start of her life she was a little bit sick she was in um Chio, which is like the sick kids hospital
1: okay.
0: mm. up here and uh for about a month and she's fine now everything is great oh it was it's sort good to of hear like a weird blip on her hey yeah thanks man um and so but it's kind of a you know heartwarming song i was like i'm gonna end it with this because i felt through the whole set i was just not into it i wasn't having a good time and i fucked up a few things i think in remembering words or whatever and very down on myself so i went over to the bar at this place we were playing at as a finish and i was like oh god i'm glad that's over you know (laughs) and then um this this guy comes up to me with a whole bunch of uh he's maybe in his i want to say early 60s or something and he's wearing all toronto maple leafs stuff and uh, I'm not a big Leafs fan being from Ottawa. It's okay. Whatever people cheer for, I'm all for it. But <laughs> I was like, shit, this guy's a Leafs fan. Like, I'm going to have nothing to talk to this guy. Sure. You know, just sort of uh, summing them up already in my mind. And then he came over and he was like, hey, uh, I just want to say, like, that song you sang about your daughter. Um, and he was a big guy, like, looked pretty tough and stuff. And he's like, that song you sang about your daughter was really sort of hit home. homes that I have a friend recently who his daughter's also in the hospital. And as he's ta- telling me the story, it starts to tear up like in his eye and his eyes yeah. and I can see it. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this kind of moment where you realize like playing music or, or putting yourself out there in that way, it's about those moments where you realize like, you kind of have to get out of the way of yourself and something just kind of happens through you like beyond your skill or ability or anything else you're just something kind of magical you're sort of like a vessel for something really cool that happens and man to be a part of that um night in and night out is just i i can't think of anything else i'd rather do you know what i mean
2: is so that... that's why we go to music is right. to get away and and hopefully connect on certain songs. Everybody's got their favorite songs of certain yeah, bands right. or artists, um and even I think to me it's a bonus where I I go to somebody new and can connect on a song that I've never yeah. heard before. That's to me is like yeah. golden. Is that is cool. the song you are talking
3: about? Sloan? Is that? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, yeah, job, man. yeah. Well, when I was doing, you know, we, we were, you <laughs> know, seek top secret. We were supposed to do this a month or two ago or whatever, and and things got so. I got back to my research when we, when we sat down tonight and then I, and I looked at it and I'm like, Oh yeah, he wrote that song about his daughter yeah, that yeah. I remember listening to and being touched by it, having a young daughter oh, and being, an, you know, so yeah, I, I get it, you know, and that's, that's how so many, like, I love blue October, the band blue October and, and okay. so, so much of it is the, the lyrics just touch home on so, so much of the stuff. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it's when songs hit you like that, they just, you know,
0: so yeah. I, I get that. It's...
1: And you're oh, bring Thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah. 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 Thanks, man. I I uh I try definitely. And I, it's a it's a struggle sometimes. Like, you know, it's risky and financially you kind of have to back yourself, <laughs> yeah. put yourself out there. And sometimes sometimes it's like being a salesman where you uh you know you have very little coming in for a while financially, you know? and then you sort of get a big chunk, and then you have to sustain for a while. So it's learning all of that and, and immersing yourself yourself into that lifestyle and being like, okay, it sort of is like, I think being an artist in any way, anywhere in the world is like feast or famine. Yeah. Like sometimes you go long periods with where you're like, what am I doing? Should I get the fuck out of this? You know? Yeah. And then it's...
2: So you're, you're doing, you're pounding the pavement yourself. You're put doing the work. You're, you know, you're doing yeah. all that and trying to write songs. So, you're juggling both that. How, how do you find time to write songs or or use to mm. write songs? Other than obviously your daughter, because she's right there with you. Yeah. You can't write every song um, on da- Well, yeah, I guess you could. You could. <laughs> no, you could,
0: but no, I try not to. It gets it gets a bit old, like if I'm the guy, you know, if you're the guy at the show where you're like, and this next one is also <laughs> and another one from my daughter. Yeah, this one's about her favorite teddy bear. You know? So you can't, after a while. Gets old, but I think that um uh, writing songs is, for me again—that that term comes up a lot. But feast or famine is also the way it goes. Like I, I'm someone who I don't have like a regular writing schedule. Like I'm, you know, sometimes I have merch or records or things that I need to ship out. Like I shipped some stuff out yesterday. Or sometimes I need to do admin stuff where I'm just spending time on the computer booking. Um, promoting yeah. stuff that I have yeah, upcoming. It's
2: it takes time. It's
0: a lot. It's a lot of time. But writing for me, luckily, is something that I can go like weeks or months without a song idea. But I luckily I have a pretty healthy backlog of stuff. And when I do get song ideas, they tend to come like a bunch at a time. I won't use them all, right? I won't release them all. But sometimes in a weekend, you know, I might get eight songs that sort of all come together and i'm like holy shit okay yeah i think four of these are actually okay yeah so that's yeah i'm I'm lucky that way and i think that however that works uh whether it's from years and years of being at university and reading tons of books which you know i'm still i went to school for english and i had to read so many fucking charles dickens (laughs) books (laughs) that i'm still getting to the point now at 46 where i'm like okay i'm sort of starting liking reading again because (laughs) i hated having to read so much yeah 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 you got to read this 900 page book in two weeks right It's like (laughs) fuck the pick like the pickwick (laughs) papers or something where it's just this some old you know um bespectacled writer who you're (laughs) like i don't relate to this guy at all he's you could just hire yours
3: You could just hire yourself a surrogate reader. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do, you, do you guys do that? <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody out, but <laughs> oh, nice!
2: You're big, are you are you are you a big reader? No, that's why I hired someone to read for me and give me the clip uh, oh, notes.
0: You, oh, amazing, man! Yeah. That's smart. But
2: I think no, thank I'm, you. Uh, I'm
0: I'm starting. We will tell you to... for
2: who. I won't say. We won't mention for why. We've only had one author. Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> I, hey, man. I think for an author, I've I interviewed an author, so I have a podcast on. Yeah, yeah let's get into that. That's Gra- awesome, Craventown. I'll have you guys on too sometime. That'd be great. Awesome, but awesome. Uh, yeah, I love that. But right. I uh, interviewed an author a couple months ago, and I felt the same way. Right. Going to school for English too. And then I went yeah. to school for journalism. This guy was a journalist too. And he but he writes kind of apocalyptic fiction. Oh, you know, not really my uh style, but an incredible writer. But I felt the same way almost as you did. I was sort of like oh shit, this is like intimidating because you don't want to get things wrong and you but most people are pretty they understand and they yeah, just yeah. want to They mostly want to chat about other stuff anyways which is why this interview is so cool because you guys are just free-flowing and they're not you know when you go on radio and stuff sometimes they're like yeah everything's already "Ah, laid out it's so laid out and it's all and it's all on a clock right and they're like so tell me specifically about the you know um (laughs) like the the meaning of this particular bridge in this song or the you know um what I don't know. I'm trying to think of real words. And most of the time, they end up getting something wrong. Like, they're like, and now from yeah, Ottawa, yeah. we have on our <laughs> show Maddie McKechnie. And here he is, Gravin. Good to see you, <laughs> buddy. And like, you know, but I don't care. Right. Whoever, however they say it, it's like, it's yeah.
2: Yeah, right. I'm
0: not going to correct people.
3: But well, it's like, always, you, like, like the song says, it is what it, you need it to be. Right. So if you want to call that's it.
0: That's right. <laughs> Man, you've done the, This guy's done his research. I don't know yeah. about you. He didn't. He didn't have a surrogate listener.
3: He I did not have on. a surrogate listener. No,
0: <laughs> your stuff.
2: <laughs> this is your stuff on it. my own. That's <laughs> amazing, man. Amazing. So you're that, doing great. Which I went back to. I wanted to, I, yeah, like I said, talk about uh, Raven Town, your yeah. podcast, and uh, one of the one of the questions is you, not every episode you have a guest. Sometimes you're on your by yourself. That's true. I have not listened yeah. to every episode. Yeah, but, but I'm getting through it. So, how do you pick uh, guests and um, topics, topics um, to talk about? You know, that's, guests. That,
0: that's another thing, too, is like I've been kind of in a slump with everything the last couple months. And I sort of got off the road and uh, had something happen with my eye. And I just, it was almost like the universe was saying, you need to slow down for a bit. And the podcast is something that has really taken a back seat which i'm sure you guys can appreciate because it takes so much fucking time right yeah to edit it to do it to do it like i I respect you guys doing it because you know it's like every episode right people think oh it's so cool you know you go into this basement you just talk and do it's not it's not like you talk and then like magically edits itself and shoots it into
2: the ether spirit it's so much time so or get people to come on and
0: yeah, back great. and back and
2: yeah. back and
0: set up so just, i guess that's that's why i was going to say with guests i try and think about people who would be free flow and i, I do try to front load it like i i um, try to have a bunch of questions ready but then like you guys same thing like i'll go down rabbit holes you know too and uh, they talk about something interesting i'm like oh yeah well, okay talk about that that's cool yeah. and i almost prefer that style so i just think about people who would be you know sort of engaging like i've i've talked to an author i talk to mostly musicians most of the time because you know it's what i can relate to and yeah songwriting and like oh i like this idea and this song and i think when when other songwriters talk to other songwriters it's kind of fun because they feel like they're sort of talking to their people like they can Open up a bit and and be like, oh yeah, he gets it. Like he understands how this a chorus can sort of be weird for a time, and then just something clicks, and it, it, you're like, oh yeah. I was talking to Jill Barber, who's a great Canadian musician, and we were both talking about how you feel like a crazy person at times being a musician because for a while, you're especially when you're releasing an album, you're so in your own head because you're just going over everything with the fucking comb and you're listening to your own like I was telling her with Simple Complex my new one I listened to that fucking record for about three or four months with nothing else I wasn't listening to any other music at all it's the only thing I was listening to is like that before I was getting ready to put it out to see if there were things I needed to go over uh, with Joel Plaskett who was doing the mixing of it and and just edits and stuff and i was like is it ready and then you almost become sort of deaf to it because you've listened to it so many times and you get to this point jill was saying this too it's like you're just happy at a certain point to be like fuck it it's not mine anymore i'm putting it out there into the world (laughs) if people have problems with it they can have problems with it because i'm done listening to this fucking thing yeah so it's funny Uh, produce that one yourself yeah, I, yeah, I self-produced it with a guy named Charles Austin, who's from Halifax, and uh, we both produced it. And Joel Plaskett, who's another Juno winner from Canada, thanks. great, incredible musician. He mixed it, and we recorded at his studio and um,
2: Fang Studio, in like a in a week.
0: Fangs, that's right, thanks You got it, yeah. Good, good research. There you go.
2: Well, so I, so I, <laughs> what I'm curious is when you're self-producing. And you're, to your point of just a minute ago, you know, you keep listening to the same thing over and over again. Do you need a different voice to come in and be like, no, it it needs uh, something here. And you didn't, because you've heard it so many times you don't catch it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's really important in the recording process to have that outside voice. Um, And I think for a long time, it's something you learn later in life being a musician because when you're a younger artist or even a newer artist, uh, you're really sensitive about your material and about your work. And so you think like, no, I wrote it this way. Right. Like you hold it really, really tight, you know, like a little baby or something. You're like, no, no, it, it has to be this specific way. But it doesn't really. And and the more you open up to other people is is great with the process of it. But I will say too, there's something cool about, like I'm, there's some albums that i've loved like uh blue rodeo is a great canadian band and they went and recorded an album in a cabin completely by themselves i don't think they had a producer it was just they did it totally themselves in a cabin like over a week and it's one of their best records ever Mm. and so there is something fun to that too where it's like you have all the control and you make it exactly how you want it to be and just put it out there yeah,
3: you know what you're so, doing. You well, just, just got to trust yourself. Right.
2: You know what you're doing. Almost your first blush. That's right. This is what I want. Put it out, be done.
0: Yeah.
2: That's right.
0: Yeah, there's something to both. I, and, and this last one, I just I just put one on Bandcamp um, about two, ah, God, I don't know, two months ago, maybe. And uh, it's called getting, getting Pretty Good at yeah. Being OK. Yep, yep. And it's got a bunch of new stuff and some older stuff that was rehashed. Cup- and that was, that was very. Yeah, some covers, yeah. And that was very much um one that I was like fuck it, you know, get it out. And it yeah. was fun to really do that guerrilla style again of like let's just that put this that up, goes along with your
2: title, it. doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. right? I mean, guerrilla style just yeah. put it out cuz hey, I'm okay with it.
3: Yeah, that's a, it's a great title. <laughs> I, I
2: do like that title. I love it, yeah. Oh, thanks man. Yeah.
0: yeah it's and also how I feel right now in life. It's like yeah. you know, I think uh, I'm someone who, as I've learned, as I've gotten into this, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I have high expectations of myself sometimes, and i I don't hit them and uh, and I have a lot of ambition, and that sometimes I feel that ambition isn't being used well, but you know just ha- in your life in general, too, just having this baseline of being okay yeah. is really important important as we get older, just feeling like, yeah. You know, it wasn't exactly perfect. It wasn't exactly how I envisioned it was going to be, but
2: or, yeah. or the right time. It's I okay. mean, how many times have we just that's waited? Right. I gotta wait for the right time to do something, and yeah, and Always, never comes. Right. Never comes. Yeah,
3: if you wait till the right well,
2: time, you're gonna die waiting. That's, yeah, that's. So you that's couldn't have a, you You couldn't have put this album out twenty years ago because no. you were a, you were not a pretty. You weren't okay with your yourself at that. Well, not yourself, no. but you know what I mean. No,
0: it wasn't 20 years ago. I had uh like a couple albums out and probably about that time actually yeah it is about 20 years. I was like maybe 25 went to Halifax to record uh my second and then my second ever thing was called like fuck. I don't even remember the name. Of it. It's Autopilot or Autopilot Light Out or something. It's on my it's on my back, but mm-hmm. I recorded it with my friend Charles who Charles produced the Charles Austin, great musician and great engineer. Um, He produced my latest record. And 20 years ago, I went to Halifax to record with him because he was in this great band called the Super Friends. And I was like, Mm. uh, Halifax from Ottawa is about a 14-hour drive. It's a long, long haul. And uh, I was like, oh, he seems like a cool guy. I like his sound. Maybe I could go there and record some stuff in like a weekend. And he was like, Well, how many songs do you want to do in a weekend? And I was like, "Um, I have about
2: 16. And he's like,
0: wow. Well, he's like, Well, we can try. And I was like, He'll, I'll play on some. We'll see how it goes. But
2: I like your ambition. But <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I
0: recorded. We ended up, I think we got like 13 or 14. Wow. Okay.
2: Between That's the impressive. two. So
0: we we played the different instruments and stuff and just kind of, you know, gorillaed our way through it. And after that, I'll never forget. Like we were walking down Barrington Street, which is the main street in Halifax, and he was like, So what are you gonna do with these songs? He's he's a bit older than me, maybe by about 10 10 years or so. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, my 25 year old self was still pretty Christian and pretty like not confident. I was just about to get married and mm-hmm. all these things were happening, and I was like, Ah, I'm gonna it's like I might put some up online, but i don't think i'm gonna do much with it i was like i was a big fan of i don't know if you guys know pedro the lion or david bazan ever heard of david Mm bazan he's from from the midwest somewhere in the states amazing songwriter but uh he put stuff up online like before anybody did and i was like there's a few bands i like who who do that sort of stuff and charles was like man i think you really need to play these songs live i think you Hmm. should Get get a band, get some people together, and do it. And it just changed my whole worldview because I I was sort of like you know I don't I never saw myself really going down that road, but oh. uh, yeah, he kind of issued a little bit of a push, you know, like a soft, really soft push, and was like, I think you should, you know, like these songs are cool, and, and there's some of them that are great and could relate, and uh, so yeah, I that was me 20 years ago and now you know though i still do can get anxiety about performing i can get into my head uh i love it you know i love the ability to connect with like 20 people or 100 or 200 or whatever like it's just i love that um that connection that you can get from songs and uh the way they speak to people, it's, it's so, as we were talking about before, it's so beyond you. It's just something that that happens, and you get to be a part of it. That's so yeah. fucking cool.
2: Worth it, huh? Do you have a ritual before you go on stage?
0: You know what? I really don't. I okay. should get more into that because I'm a big hey, fan. It's working of... for you. Guys... you. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch uh, the movie Almost Famous? yeah yeah, well, yeah yeah it's one of my one of my all-time faves oh, great movie, and they, they 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 would get together as a big circle in a band and sing this like Hop right. um, i'm back for a piggyback ride oh, like, yeah. every time <laughs> they would go on stage and uh it's sort of like that i think i mean i got the band to do it kind of weird going, if you're by but yourself
2: but you can it. do it yeah, still. <laughs> exactly <laughs> just, just me <laughs> people are thought... like what's he doing yeah, well. Does he think that there's more people there?
0: <laughs>
3: well, if you ever play in Wisconsin, we'll join into the hug. We'll get the right. we'll, hug. Yeah.
2: We would love that, man. I was going to say, you, go. do you get to the States very often to perform?
0: Uh, I don't, actually. I need to, and I'm, I'm looking into that for this coming year because um, I have some really good friends in um, New York, like okay. Queens, Queens area. We we're like, yeah, I have to come down. We'll we'll set it up and get a good show. And um, my mom is actually American, so she was born near Chicago. Oh, okay, and uh, three hours yeah. away. Yeah, it's close to you guys. So, we'll, I we'll tell you about family all around there
2: in Appleton, real close yeah. to us. They have a uh, Mile of Music, and Mile of Music okay. is a weekend. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, like a four day weekend yeah. of just every bar has uh bands but you it, it's only original music and they're from all over the country and oh, I love that oh it, it's it's amazing and they all are cool. um you know 20 minute sets yeah yeah but they could be 20 and a half hour yeah 20 and a half hour sets um you could play twice a, a day three different days it's it's all over the place but it's it, it, a mile of music look it up and um cool it, okay. it, it it's just an, it's an amazing thing because it's all I mean, obviously, I picture it in my head, but it's just it's a Main Street, and you, people are just walking in and in a bar, out of bars. It's free yeah, to get into to see bands, and it's all original music. It's amazing. Wow, you'd okay, fit I'm in just look perfectly. Some... Yeah, I would
0: love that, man. That would be that would be great. And if I do come down, we're gonna we're gonna hang in person. In fact, I was just gonna say, um, <clears throat> maybe I'll. How much time do we have? Do you want me to grab a drink and yeah, drink? You yeah, absolutely. Sure? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'll, well. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. There you go. No, no, I was just saying, um, uh, Dean, like, are, are you a fan of um, Mark? Uh, no, not Mark. Dan Harmon, the guy who created Community. Do you know that show?
2: Yeah. Well, yes, you, know you who, but Community. Do you, do you know
0: who, do you know who know Dan, Dan Harmon Harman is?
2: Yeah. yeah. I heard the name and I, I know that he created Community. Okay. Great if show.
0: Go, go watch him in an interview. And you're Dean. And what was your name again in the blue shirt? Sorry. Kevin. 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 I swear to God, you watch an interview of Dan Harmon. Yeah, hear hear his voice and some of his mannerisms too are like bang on with Dean. It's crazy, and I'm a big Dan Harmon fan. I gotta guys, well, hey, guys talk.
2: Well, guys talk so. To be similar. fair, I see the guy a lot. I don't need to see someone else that act and talk <laughs> like him.
3: <laughs> fair. I
1: got it.
2: It's <laughs> a lot.
3: I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Maddie, this podcast has been a real challenge to our 25-year friendship. I'll tell you
0: that right uh,
3: now. I believe we, it. We've been friends for, I mean, real good friends for the past 12 years or something. I've known him for 25, but we we never had any issues where we would kind of fight or anything. This thing, we will get a little heated over this thing once in a while. I so.
0: believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Well, hey, uh, cheers to you guys. Too. Cheers, cheers to you. Well, Thank cheers you so much. Man. Yeah. Here's a good Canadian well, yeah, a well, Ottawa beer.
2: Well, good. We we mentioned that before we got on. We're like, what is a what's oh, a good Canadian beer? Or is there a mm.
3: popular one? Molson. There's that's what right. I was
2: thinking of. But is is, is
3: is Molson like because I know, like, you know, back in the day the, the commercials for fosters and how it was, you know, yeah, Australian for beer. And anybody you talk to from Australia is like, we don't drink that there. Do you guys
0: actually yes. drink Molson? Um, some people do. Okay. It's very popular depending on how you talk to I don't. Uh, they're like it's the beer so let's equate it to my american knowledge because i spent a lot of time in the states i would say it's like your um budweiser what's some yeah well yeah we have bud here so maybe kind of like your uh rolling rock oh okay you know just like a basic yeah dad beer that's not there's nothing really in it that you're gonna taste and be like oh i taste a some Citra Hops. Yeah. Like it's no. just, yeah. It's but it's just, like a
3: it's like a step above a Bud Light or something like that. It's got a little.
0: Kind of. Yeah. It's same as, you know what? It's equatable to maybe like Coors. Okay. All right. Same, so, same type of thing.
1: So it's what are you drinking again?
0: It's at every festival. This one is called, it's by a company in Ottawa called uh, Tooth and Nail. Okay. And mm-hmm. the beer is the beer's called Vim and Vigor. Mm-hmm. And it's really a nice like basic pilsner i'm not a big super hoppy guy but i like uh you know i like something with a bit of flavor but i can't go um like mega dark triple hopped ipas yeah. like i just find it no, uh, no. like you know when people are like hey try this out at a show or something, I'm like, "Oh God, it's nine percent." Okay, great. I've had two of them, and I'm hammered to go.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, still got a few songs to play.
2: Leave me alone. So, when you're performing, yeah, exactly. do, you, do you like to have a drink before, during, or do you just wait till mm-hmm. after? I like to. Um, I like to maybe have one or two
0: before, okay. but then afterwards, yeah, I'll have a couple. But <laughs> I can't. I can't really get. Uh, I can't drink. a a lot before i play i have let's make no mistake i have many times and uh it you know my i get really bad um dry mouth so my Mm -hmm. mouth will totally dry dry up uh you you know you get sloppy like you forget stuff on guitar you forget words like your mind just isn't quite as sharp so i find one or two before is the good zone Anything beyond that, and um, I always tell the guys in the band, especially Tom Thompson, who plays with me, is such a great uh, pedal steel player, guitarist, everything. And I'm like oh. Tom, if there's ever a night where we're together and I start drinking wine, luck out because <laughs> oh. I've I become like a different person. I just don't wine; it just doesn't agree with me, and I get I can get really drunk really fast. Or there's something mm-hmm. with it. I, I'm not a wine person at all. Sure.
2: Yeah, well, I was gonna ask. Like beer, beer. Yeah. Okay, so it's beer. I mean, not even a whiskey or vodka. You know, I don't it,
0: beer I was, and yeah, yeah. The odd, like the odd whiskey. My brother and dad have gone through huge phases where they love. Um, they're I'm like Scottish Irish family, so yes. Scotch whiskey. <laughs> Definitely, like my dad's been to Scotland a bunch of times, and he brings back stuff and I have a sip, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you know where it's like um rocket fuel just burns your throat
2: yeah but is there, uh, any, is there any other whiskey besides canadian club a canadian oh, yeah. whiskey that's good there's
0: some, yeah there's some really good canadian uh micro distillery stuff that's that's great wherever you go you know it's um you know and canada's like as i'm sure you guys know quite quite large so there's quite a few uh, <laughs> provinces. People sort of think of it. I think it's funny. I don't know. Maybe from Wisconsin, you can tell me because I've never known many Wisconsin uh, folks. But um, is it like like what? What are the main cities in Canada you would think of that you would know? Toronto,
3: Toronto, Montreal. Ottawa, Vancouver,
2: Vancouver, Vancouver. Ottawa. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So That's what Mon-
2: Montreal. Yeah, yeah. There you go.
0: Montreal. Yeah. And here's a Canadian tip for you. Okay, so the pr- pronunciation, if you want to be more Canadian, people from Canada never say Montreal; they say Montreal, almost like it's a U, like Montreal,
3: Mon- Montreal? Montreal, okay,
0: yeah, Montreal. Yeah, it's funny because I know a lot of Americans too who, who and the L, and everyone always says Montreal and Toronto. People would say, "How would you guys say it?" Toronto, Toronto. Yeah. So, the second T. If you're from Canada, you never say it. It's
3: just like Toronto, Toronto. Ah.
1: I don't know yeah.
0: why that is. It's just some weird Canadian thing. Those well, two. it's, so it's, it's like
3: Oregon, Oregon, and yeah. Oregon. Like I think if you're from exactly. how do mm. how do you say it? Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, I think if you're from there, it's Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, I think yeah, that's
0: Oregon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're saying Oregon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: it's all that regional dialect stuff that yeah. It's so my other uh, it's a bizarre. In my head, what so what are cigarettes called up there? He's probably gonna say cigarettes.
0: Well, uh, there's some Canadian funny terms. There's like uh smokes.
2: Yeah, well, say smokes. yeah. okay. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the McKenzie brothers.
0: Oh um, nice. Yeah, I love the McKenzie. Brothers. I've oh got God. their
2: album, I've got their fucking actual film. album, I've got their strange brews, one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: That, dude, same here. It's one of the fucking best. It, is it best.
2: not? I mean, i mm-hmm. it's fu- it's funny. It was by as my daughters growing up would date people, I'd be like, they'd come over and they want to hang out for dinner and a movie. And I'd be like, yep, we're playing strange brew. If they like <laughs> it, you can continue to date. If not, I don't I like love it. That. And I'm, I'm not even kidding. Because it's you're a like weird that. humor that if you get it and you love it, or you just don't. And if you don't, you're not dating my daughter.
0: <laughs> and it's the bet. It's the, such a great movie because those, t- those two guys, Rick Moranis and, uh,
2: Dave Thomas. Uh, Dave
0: Thomas. We're both are both Canadians. Yeah, and so it's it's funny because they got it completely, yeah. you know, and like people still watch it, and we all know, growing up anywhere in Canada, you, everyone knows someone like Bob and Doug. But uh. there's probably American equivalents to that too, right? So beauty, uh, beauty
3: day, eh? Wait, so Dave Thomas beauty. was in that movie, and then he founded Wendy's, or was it the other
2: way around? He, yes. I know he's a multi-talented <laughs> guy. All
0: right, Dave
2: Thomas, but yeah, there so, was. Um, so here's my exposure yes, sorry, to ahead. it was, um, when I grew up in Milwaukee as a child, uh, there was, gross. there was, there was, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live, but after Saturday <laughs> Night Live was half hour SCTV. SCTV, so good, boom, so watched good. it, fell in love with John Candy, fell in love with the McKenzie brothers, all that. Um, and then I moved up north and nobody had SCTV tv up here in this area yeah so i was yeah. like strange brew strange brew and uh me and my buddy jerry yeah. Hansen would we talked like the mckenzie brothers all the day all the time all the time I it was our that. hangover movie it's and, it's like and i own every uh yeah. every season of se tv i bought the dvd of every episode of do SCTV. You really
0: yeah that hell is yeah. freaking cool man that is great <laughs> you know i was just listening to um do you guys know the smart list podcast yeah yeah jason yeah. bateman yeah yeah it's a big big one now they just had eugene levy oh. on not long ago and he was talking all about that era and it was so cool to hear you know how it just like none of them knew what they were doing it was like shoestring budget yeah. um and then there was a musical of i think it was godspell where it was like uh And Martin Short was going to McMaster University at the time, which is from Hamilton, Ontario, just near Toronto. And he got Eugene to be involved with it. Then I think, you know, they had Dave Thomas was in there too. And all of these people, and it's sort of SCTV either morphed into that or it kind of came out of that. And then, you know, um, John Candy joined and everything too. And just some of the stuff you watch from that now is so... Classic, but it's so weird. You know, some of the sketches you're watching it as a kid. I remember watching that and being like, Is it funny? Yeah. Because it's so dry and awkward and you know, and there's no laugh track or anything. And
2: I think that's what I liked about so
0: it. Fun. Yeah. Uh,
2: you it's know, that it was cool, just man. offbeat and uh and I can guarantee you I was laughing, but didn't know why. I have no idea why. Yeah. yeah. Oh of course. Oh, what the heck was uh Joe F- Flattery Flattery the top kind of t- Flirty yeah. yeah I always thought he was one of the funniest too and he he's didn't seem to funny, go man. after that I maybe he he did but I didn't follow him after yeah that.
0: he did he's done some smaller like different parts for sure he's been around he was he had a great role in um, uh, Happy Gilmore that Adam Sandler movie yeah. Yeah. he just kind of kept popping out of the bushes because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, he was a big fan of the other guy Shooter yeah. McAfee's like, Hey, shooter he you want to go shoot, to the Sizzler okay. and get some grub Damn. that's him yeah okay all right <laughs> and he kept and he kept saying sizzler every line he He's like, you want to go to the sizzler later oh <laughs> my like, god it's just the best and sure we got it's like get the fuck out of here i'm so funny. Uh,
2: He's such yeah. a great play. I'm, I'm, i gotta bust it i gotta bust that i out. love that
0: so what do you guys think of uh in terms of when we're on that M- movie tracks i'm a big movie and comedy fan but um what would you say i would say for me, some of the top comedies, *Strange Brew* would be up there for sure. Thank you. But I think I think tonally, one of the best sort of comedy dramas, and it's like a movie that is not really being made anymore. But I I see it as almost being pretty perfect. Is uh, *Planes, Trains, and Automobiles*.
2: Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. You guys hey, think hey, that? Oh, absolutely! It's, it's one of it's, it's one of the best comedies. I think. Yeah. I, it just has this great tone.
0: And I mean, the way that the characters interact through the whole thing and you're like learning more about them. And, like, you know, there's like tenderness, but also really funny parts, but also really <laughs> sad parts. parts, too. Like, it's just fucking great. You
2: know, it, it is what another movie I love is uh, was Harry Crumb. Oh, that was a
0: good one. <laughs> and it was the P.I.
2: Yeah. we're You know, it was just what? what the fuck? You know, he's going around, but I just, it's one of those movies. I love popping in and just watching because it's, it's the best. It may not be. And those are the movies. A lot of comedies I like is not funny. Nothing, nothing, nothing hilarious. It's that's just, it's just funny yeah. throughout. It's just, uh, you you smile through the whole movie. I love that. And that's, that's Dean, one what, of them. Dean, what about you? What's
0: one of your all time? Great comedy.
3: I'm I'm film? not, I'm not the big movie guy like you guys, but uh, you know, I, <laughs> i mean tommy boy is one of my favorite comedies you know dude so, that's one of the
0: best i yeah. mean, love that and,
3: but then I, you know i like dark comedies too like the movie very bad things i love that that style of comedy oh, where shit. where they Who you know they kid, that? christian, christian slater, slater and jeremy pitt oh yeah oh where they kill God, the hooker no in, the, in the yeah you know
2: yeah. where they just killed the
3: it just keeps going worse and worse and worse and it's just so far yeah. off the rails you're like yeah so who yeah. was
0: the guy who was in very bad things? But he was also one of the crooks in Home Alone. What the hell's that guy's name?
2: Jeff Daniels. You know, talking
0: about curly hair, not Jeff Daniels.
2: Oh no, no, uh, I'm sorry. Um, he was,
0: he was also in City Slickers.
2: He was City Slickers. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. Yeah, and he was ever. What what happened he, to that guy? And it, one of his best movies is Breaking Away. Mm. If you've ever seen that, I
0: don't, I don't know. I don't know it.
2: Huh. It's a it, it's. But, it's a seventies movie breaking away. It's about, uh, well, it's Indiana, uh, little Fi little 500, which is a bike race, but it's about high school kids, group of kids that don't go on to college that live in Indiana. Um, oh, cool. It, it's Dennis Quaid's in it. One of his first roles. Daniel oh, no, Stern. Okay. Breaking away. I suggest huh. it. I, it's one of my favorite movies. Okay. Because of Daniel Stern. I'm
0: going to check that out. De- Dennis Quaid also was in, um, one of the best Martin Short movies ever, I think, which was Inner Space. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Yes. He sort of got injected into someone's body. I don't remember. It's such a weird concept. Like, he got shrunk down somehow. And then he's De- like, oh. Dennis
2: Quaid was an astronaut or something, and he was... That's right. ...gonna be shrunk down to go into something as an experiment. And by mistake, the needle went into Martin Short, and he didn't know That's it. That's right. That's and right. And then he's... Dennis Quaid is talking to him, and he's like, why is this guy you know in his head floating <laughs> around yeah that was a great oh,
0: movie man. martin short too one of the best um so
2: probably. i had the pleasure of seeing martin short and steve martin no in a uh, concert i took my son me and him went to it and uh because they're two of my favorites so they they're touring That's right now hilarious so cool Fucking yeah they're hilarious
0: the... oh man I, I bet were they doing like bits and stuff on stage or what kind of stuff they doing?
2: Yeah, they did bits yeah. together. They did bits separately. Uh, they made fun of each other. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it was just the great. They played. They showed some short movies. Yeah, it was. It was awesome.
0: I love that man. I I heard this great Steve Martin story from um, Martin Mull. Remember the guy who? Oh was yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. He was in Roseanne and so much stuff. Arrested Development, like he's been on, and he was on My Norm Bodyguard. McDonald's, yeah, he was in Norm McDonald's old podcast okay and martin mall martin mall started doing stand-up way back with steve martin and uh, oh, huh. norm was like oh i didn't know that and he said yeah they had the they called it the martin and martin tour oh and martin martin mall was kind of nobody like he was just getting into the comedy world he was just a stand-up and he got on this tour with steve martin and he wanted to go by it and they're, they're both musical they actually both play i think they're um, they're still friends today but I didn't uh, know Martin
2: Mall played the instrument. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's really talented. So He plays all kinds of bluegrass stuff, sort of like Steve Martin does. So, Martin Mall was saying, um, he was like, "I was so intimidated being on this tour," and uh, he said, "Steve was the first night I was playing with Steve at this comedy show, and Steve Martin's door was open, and I walked by. Steve had his back to the door, and he was kind of playing banjo in his chair because he's always played banjo and Martin was going to go in and say something, but then he's like, ah, you know what? I don't want to disturb him. And So Martin just kept walking down the hall and was like, fuck it, I'll I'll talk to him later. And he said he was about five steps past the door when he heard, oh, pretty good. How are you? Like Steve Martin just sensed that he was by the door and (laughs) just said that. Like, so fucking funny, man. And then they said they were just friends ever since. Like he just sensed that there was somebody there who was going to say hi to him and just, a, like, yeah. made it, made it less awkward. So cool, man. I love yeah. Steve
2: Martin. I mean, he was the first like arena comedian, you know, he was the, the big, mm. the big, he was huge. He was huge at that time, which I, uh, I got those albums too. Well, two of his let's get small. Um, yeah. And I, when it's I say albums, I mean, albums, I, I have all, yeah. I, I'm into albums.
0: Um, yeah, Comedy albums. Yeah. So I keep getting it, texts popping up. That's why I keep pushing my finger. Going. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Like, um, God
0: damn it, people. Get away from me, people.
2: Hey, if you need a third, like, hey, booking a gig, take it, take it. Um, <laughs> no, no. I'll check, check it so later. Comedy? You into comedy? Movies or and stand-up as well?
0: Yeah, all three. I, I think comedy, I relate to it so well because it's – I I listen to a lot of comedians on podcasts, and the similarities between – being a stand-up and playing music are pretty similar. There's okay. there's things obviously that are very, very different, like massively. I mean, anyone in the world, no matter how good you look or how whatever good you don't think you look or how whatever, everyone has body issues. So the whole idea of standing up on a stage with just a microphone and you and you're just kind of standing up there like, hi. Like with music, you're always doing something. You got a guitar, keyboard, you're playing drums. Like there's always something kind of high, a bit a bit of a buffer between you me and your the guitar. <laughs> Pretending right. you're
2: not paying attention.
0: <laughs> Pretending you're not paying attention, looking off in the space, right? But stand-up, stand-up is crazy. I mean, the idea that you got to get up on the stage and fucking make people laugh. Like oh. that is intense to me. Have yeah, you guys man. ever... Done, no. it, done that kind
3: of thing? No, no. no. I was that, just
0: going to ask you that same thing.
3: Every eyeball in the room is on you. Oh. You know, at least when you're in a band, yeah. you have four or five guys. It's all spread out a little bit, but that's right. Every mm-hmm. eyeball
2: in the room on you. That's yeah. That's but even bad. when you play solo, every eyeball's on yeah. you. Even though you're tuning your guitar yeah. and you have the buffer, but it's still every eye's on you. That's People, cool. are. yeah, that's true. But it's a little, it's a little different. There's some similarities
0: for sure, like comedians and musicians. I heard Chris Rock talking about this. He's like, you know, musicians are like kind of your distant cousins. Like you see them and you're like, oh yeah, we get along. I'm not sure why, but we just do when you sort of get it. But I think that, um, he's right. It is different that you, you know, first of all, as a musician, if you make a joke, that's even half good people are most likely gonna laugh because right. they're not really expecting it they're there to see music and I like to screw around and I I like to banter and mm-hmm. chat you know between songs and stuff maybe tell a story but I love it when you know when a joke bombs like I really do love that feeling because the awkwardness of it <laughs> it's just something you can't you can't fake it you know right. like there's no there's no AI there's no thing that can recreate that it's just something that's totally human like you know you make this joke like i like to do, use a lot of old norm jokes when i go up like stuff that people wouldn't really hear like stuff that he used during the um bob Saget roast where's like oh. he's reading this old joke book you know how like brilliant the 30s. is that so brilliant and i i'll do that sometimes too <laughs> like tom Tom, who plays with me and i'll be like tom uh tom thompson plays with me tom you'll never be over the hill not in the car you drive (laughs) and no one right like people are like what the fuck is he talking about (laughs) like over the hill that's not even a term people use anymore but right you know when we were growing up i remember my mom had her 40th birthday party and there were all these signs right saying over the hill (laughs) over the hill it's like no one no one says that now like it's not even a a term and i just did this other one with um (laughs) uh that norm did to susie what's her name susie esmond from herbie Enthusiasm. He was like, Susie Asman is here. Susie um Susie recently became a, veg- a vegetarian, but she's still full of baloney in my book. I you know and then he just like just stupid. Stupid it's jokes. So fun. But stupid it's so nice it's so fun to do that. And if you do get the odd laugh and then people are sort of into it and sometimes you just do get people who sort of get that like i love the dry and under humor like i don't generally laugh a ton like i love to like plant the uh plant that scene in fact i want to tell you guys this joke because i feel like you'd appreciate it so (laughs) martin mong told this one with with norm it's one of my favorite jokes i've ever heard and And, uh, uh He goes, he's like, Norm, can I tell you a joke? It's a bit about um, the nurturing abilities of men. And Norm's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So Martin goes, okay, well, um, this older couple, they're sitting having their supper with their TV tables. And the husband looks over at the wife and she's turned a bit blue. And uh, he thinks to himself, oh my God, Doris has had her stroke. So um, they go right to the hospital right through the swinging doors of the ER and they go right in and um, he's waiting out in the waiting room, you know, an hour, two hours, two and a half. Finally a doctor comes out. He's like, Johnson. He's like, that's me. He goes, okay, well uh, your wife has had a serious stroke. He goes, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. And the doctor's like, it's a, it's a big one. So um, there's lots of things you're going to have to do. So uh, going forward, she actually is going to have major mobility problems in in every way. And uh, in fact, part of that is she's she's deaf from the stroke, so you're going to have to learn sign language. And with that sort of deafness from the stroke too, uh, her mouth doesn't move. So when she eats, you're actually going to have to move her jaw up and down. And with that kind of eating, there's all kinds of digestive problems. So when you're eating, you want to kind of turn her over and uh, clean up a mess and probably when you're doing that you're gonna have to clean off the bed sores too and the the husband's sort of standing there he's like really and the doctor's like no i'm just kidding you she's dead (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you know one of the best jokes i ever heard because he just delivered it perfectly with no (laughs) smile no nothing and norm was just dying afterwards because he goes He's like, yeah, it has to, <laughs> it has to do with the nurturing abilities of men. I like fucking loved it, man.
2: And uh, I can imagine Norm would love it. That,
3: that kind of reminds yeah. me of seeing. We just saw Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik a few weeks ago.
0: Oh, uh, so funny! That yeah, was incredible.
3: Yeah, like the just the twist at the end of that reminds me of his stuff, where you think he's mm-hmm. going, you know, he's going this way, and it just goes straight this way. <laughs> so.
1: No, <we> <laughs> yeah. oh. oh man.
2: I, I, oh it's I, fun might have heard it i just remember it because that was it that norm show he yeah. had the netflix show right is that what you're yeah, talking about netflix or no show,
0: it, it was a netflix show martin mall was on the original podcast that he did That was super oh. irreverent okay like there yep. was so yep. much stuff where you know you watch it now and it's like there's no way i could air on no. any network with some of the stuff that he, he talked about but um yeah, yeah, like Andy Deck was on there. Super Dave, He had Super Dave. That's Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice.
2: is um, shoot the Justin Bateman and uh, podcast you talked about. Uh,
0: Smart, smartless, smartless.
2: smartless yeah. You drew me. Are all three of those guys from Canada? Uh,
0: no. Just Will Arnett.
2: Will Arnett and is the
0: other guy. Sean Hayes Sean and Hayes, Jason yeah. Bateman. John Sean Hayes and Bateman are both American. Yes.
2: okay well i okay i didn't i've, but yeah, I've bateman, ever heard about bateman him
0: that's canadian he's got jason bateman has canadian connections somehow i think okay um
2: well arnett is pretty funny too yeah
0: he's so funny oh my gosh and they banter and he, they banter and they burn each other constantly like it's just so funny you can tell that they're friends because they they just shred each other yeah um It's great, Uh, you know. It's not for everyone. It's some people who are really serious about podcasting, as I'm sure you guys have learned a bit of that. You go down this road, and some people are very serious about it. Some people are really loose. I like to be loose and and free flowing. I just think they have a fun uh, setup. I mean, they're the reason. There's a reason why I think they're number one in all of the podcasts in the world right now because they're just. I mean, they have and they have the best. They get the best. Guests on there, like they just had, um, you know, they do.
2: They uh, well, yeah. They they, they, all
0: between three the three of them, they know everybody. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had they had Joe Biden on recently, which is Jeez. massive. They had, uh
2: yeah. Uh, I listened to, had, to um, keanu Reeves was on. I listened to that one. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was, that was cool. good. Well, he's originally from Canada.
0: Yeah, he's Canadian too. Yeah, he right, right from more,
2: uh, uh, born. Uh, I think it was born there. Maybe not. Vancouver, Long, but from Vancouver, yeah. yeah, no, he, played, he no, he, he was up there for for high school too. I think. Yeah, he played he was. A hockey.
0: He played hockey, and, and I, he was
2: a really serious goalie for a while. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I just saw John Wick for the newest one. I and? hadn't seen a the movie in theater. It's great. I mean, you can't. You know, piano doing his thing like he's just being very dark. I'd never seen any of the other ones, so I didn't know what to expect. Oh really? I, oh, that's why picked, it was
3: great then. You've seen all four of them. them. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're good.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, you guys aren't you guys aren't John Wick fans? Oh, I love all of them. He loves them. I love every one of them.
3: And don't get me wrong. I the first movie is great, but it's essentially yeah, the same movie, same movie over and over again. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. But for Listen,
0: uh, yeah, but you're not is you're not there, going yeah. into that one. Yeah. You're not going into that one thinking like I'm going to get some kind of intellectual awakening. <laughs> right now, right. it's no, just no. yeah, it's
2: flat. No, but in my head, as you're talking, I'm in my head. I'm going okay. Not seeing one, two, and three, and just going into four. You had to have a lot of questions.
0: I had some, but I was. Ta- I sort of talked to my my brother. Had seen them all, and I asked him okay. a little bit. But I sort of picked it up. I mean, it's I'm still really, great action. Yeah, great action. That's the thing. I didn't. Re- I wasn't really like. Oh, I need to know this storyline about this person because the action is so good, yeah, and it's no, so but... in your face, and you're,
2: you're
3: you want me to sum you want me to sum up? the first? No, thing? I don't
2: need to sum it up. Fuck face! I'm his dog fine. died. He's pissed. That's that's the whole movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> and then,
3: I mean,
2: and you didn't even know about the dog.
3: To be fair, it's a great it's a great premise because I'd much rather my wife get killed than my dog. <laughs> so I mean, right.
1: I mean, that really pissed there him off. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, the funny thing about it is just... <laughs> talking to... You my brother about that we we're just saying like it must be really fun to work on a movie like that because there's so much about it even keanu's dialogue like everyone in the scenes where you know it's almost it's making fun of itself in yeah, a way. yeah you know like it's not taking itself seriously at all yeah. and so it must be really fun to work on a film like that where you're like oh this is the dialogue for the next minute and a half he just says shit and that's it. You know what I mean? And then there's just action, action, action. Like that's cool. I think that would be really fun.
2: Pretty sure half his lines are, yeah, I'm mad.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And you're and you're the one who likes yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I think I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. But I but I'm with it's you. I just enjoy the ride. So um right, what's a good uh what what is Canada's... Greatest actor, like that everybody cherishes up there. Uh, Besides well, right Keanu. now,
0: yeah, piano yeah, pretty huge right now. I mean Ryan Reynolds. Ah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Um,
2: yep. He's
0: such a he's such a savant. Like everything that he seems to do works out really well. I mean, if you see him in interviews and talking stuff, he's so uh, crispy, like intellectual. Yeah. He's just like his wit. is so know what? fast.
2: I'm he's drinking good. his gin right now.
0: Hey there, you oh, go, av- aviator. Yeah, there you go. I just thought of that. Yeah.
2: A matter of fact, I am. Nice, nice. He's,
0: he's plug he's, out. It's cool, you guys. Are, he, it's, Ryan you guys Reynolds, are really come on the podcast.
2: That. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, there you go,
0: Ryan. Get in
2: there. <laughs> I
3: mean, he must need Ryan, uh, Mint, Mint Mobiles. Not you know. Come on,
0: <laughs> no, it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that uh it's cool that you guys are into this stuff too because it's very, uh it's fun to talk about instead of just you know. Tell me about this song. Tell me about that song. Because I am real, I do get a lot of, I draw a lot of inspiration from, you know, movies, TV. I like things to be like cinematic sometimes in a song where, mm. you know, you that's wanna... really what I'm going for too, is I'd love to get songs of mine into uh, TV and movies. And I'm, I'm working yeah. on that. Oh yeah. I,
3: yeah.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a grind, man.
3: You want to watch a. Or listen to watch a good podcast, movie related. Rob Zombie was just on with Howie Mandel. I think mm, it no dropped way. yesterday or today, and he talked a lot about the making of the first Halloween and the issues that he had with the Weinstein brothers. And it's a uh, wow. pretty interesting podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does Wait. not like the Weinstein brothers. Well, <laughs> and this how, was before everybody knew Harvey was a perv.
2: Also, <laughs> oh, it's an older one. Yeah, that's oh, so okay. funny. Yeah. So,
0: how was Rob Zombie a part of the first Halloween movie?
3: Not Not, the first one. He did the reboots.
0: Oh, he did the reboot. He directed Yeah, He directed
2: one and two. So you've got kind of three phases of Halloween. You've got the 1978 original, John Carpenter. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then they did a whole bunch of Michael's dead. They come back, comes back. And then in 2000-ish? 2002. Yeah, Yeah, early 2000s, yeah. um, Rob Zombie just remade Halloween, the first one. Okay. But then gave Michael Myers... A little backstory, yeah, which fucked it up and sucks. And then, Uh yeah, and then he did two. He did a he did a Halloween two. Then there was a gap, and then they just had the whole re reboot of where Halloween one from seventy eight. Okay, they redid when those were the last three with the Halloween. Halloween ends kills and Halloween ends.
0: Oh fuck! That's so funny.
2: That first Halloween was okay. Halloween kills sucked ass. And Halloween ends was probably one, one of the worst movies ever made. There goes Jamie Curtis. Oh. Man, Sorry. Okay. Sorry.
0: What happened? Uh what what was the was was Rob Zombie was the name of his band, White Zombie? What was the yeah. name of his band again? Yeah, yeah.
3: Originally he White was zombie? in White Zombie. Yeah, and then he, okay, well, and then he broke what off. That,
0: what was the other movie that he did called corpses or something they did house a of
3: a thousand corpses house
0: of a thousand corpses and, and then there.
3: devil's rejects and then three from hell which is kind of like the trilogy of the those characters are, do you like so horror you movies you, or not really no i don't no. <laughs> yeah horror <laughs> movies are my th- i'm more into the horror than the, than the than the than the comedy but even horror i don't do, I this it. this guy I, I mean i'm staring at a wall of three thousand dvds in front of me so amazing this, this guy's yeah it's insane I'm a, so I'm a, i don't i'm I don't, an addict i'm an addict
0: i don't pretend to know it's any
3: movie when i'm around him so, so. Well.
0: Well, well, horror you know. is interesting too because it's sort of resurgence in the last it has couple it's, of
3: years. It's a fun genre. I just uh, I just watched Terrifier one and two, and and they're I mean it's and we're trying oh, no. so desperately to get somebody from the, those movies on here because we just love them. And the the first one is you know was made for twenty five thousand dollars or something, and it's like a mm-hmm. you know it's like a rebirth of old school eighties
0: kind of horror. And yep. so, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. Interesting. What's the uh you got? I don't know. I don't know anything about Terrifier, so okay. You can give me the Cole's notes on it.
2: Well, yeah, it, it's a, if you page clown, he kills people. Yeah, it's a it's a creepy oh. looking clown. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's I'm good. That's enough. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, I again, every horror movie is kind of the same. Every clown is a but if they can be original about it, you just enjoy somebody being a, putting a twist on it or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: When you yeah. guys were saying when you were talking about all the phases of Halloween that's happened, like all the reboots, um, how many phases now have we seen or reboots of Batman, yeah. including like the Joker and everything too. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. That, that idea just keep, cannot die within cinema. Wow. It just keeps getting.
3: Yeah. I, I gave up rebooted. on super superhero movies a long time ago. I just, there's yeah. too, too many of them. It's too, they just keep, re- I mean, now we're up to like four different spider-mans now i don't you know like
2: i just can't even yeah well right now they're so they're into the the multiverse and i that's i don't like that yeah
0: it's too it's a lot of crossover and it's sort of uh i did get into the avengers a bit during lockdowns like when uh you know i was like oh i'm gonna watch some of these and they were fun but yeah then you feel like oh i guess i should go and watch all the ant-man and then the Iron Man, you know, and Thor, and like, it's like, fuck, it's too much so many. stuff. Yeah.
3: But
2: Deadpool like, with Ryan. Yeah. You know, Deadpool is great, funny. but that they can stand on their own. So, yeah. That kind of stands on its own, but it's freaking hilarious.
0: It's funny too. Cause it's anything I think too, that makes fun of itself, which that movie constantly does like yes. through the whole movie is just very funny. I mean, and it's like the first two minutes he's, <laughs> He's he's uh, making fun of Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's talking about him in his yeah. accent, and it's yep. just like, what the fuck is this movie? And he's talking about Hugh Jackman's balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. Yeah, he he really is done things his own his own way. So, yeah. so you're Kudos obviously into comedies.
2: You, uh, you don't like no. horror, dramas, or just comedies. Yeah,
0: no, I love dramas. I love a good drama. I love comedies. Um, I love some good, like, well-done action movies. Um, Like I would say, for my money, one of the best action movies of all time that stands Mm -hmm. on its own, that doesn't... I don't think you can hold a candle to, is Heat. Heat?
2: With De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That
2: that shootout scene coming out of the bank. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes that movie... Yeah,
0: And uh, apparently for that scene, I heard that they actually used live ammo for some Holy of it, fuck. Which makes it, which, which is insane, because you can see that the guns are really, like, kicking on yeah. their shoulders and the sounds. like That sounds like bullets Michael bullets Mann. And everything. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the ending scene, right, with Pacino and De Niro chasing yeah. each other through the airfield. Like, it's so intense, but it's fucking incredible. And yeah. just some of the dark you know the the characters, and it it takes a while. I actually watched that movie with my friend Adam Axford think, years back, and uh, when I was about nineteen twenty, it was finally like he saw it in the theater a couple of times. Like this is the best movie ever, man! You're not believe it. I tried watching it like twice or three times with him. I fell asleep <laughs> almost every time because there's it's so slow, right? It's a really slow burner slow. at first, yeah. But then over time, I, I really appreciated it. I would say. Yeah, that's one of the best actions I've ever seen. Um, you know, and I like even movies like Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Oh, number man. one. I action think it's an incredible action comedy. And yeah, and yeah. they don't, they, those movies are not really made much anymore that are good like that. You know, no. No. they're either super campy or over the top and they try and go down. It's, it's so hard to find something that um, can a movie that can be in sort of a couple lanes and do both of them really well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I mean that and I mean, kudos to Eddie Murphy, you know, forty eight hours Murphy, is another yeah. great one.
0: That's a great one too, yeah. yeah. But
2: it's again, it's what I was saying before, I think it's ones you you pop it in and it's just not um like I'm you don't buckle to... over laughing every two minutes. It's you're smiling because yeah. you know it's coming, you you're smiling because they're funny. Not every joke's like, ha ha ha, but they're just humorous and they're just great watches. Yeah. They're just great watches.
0: Yeah. Fletch. I like love in Be- Fletch.
2: In- you ever see Fletch? Fletch with- is
0: great. Fletch is a great movie. man. That's another Chevy one. That
2: Caddyshack, I love.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Caddyshack is where he's, you know, lining up those golf shots and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> everything about it. Everything about Chevy it. Chevy Chase is just, he's one of those rare humans uh who could just get into a, a role and um yeah but he's sort of an asshole it's always yeah he's always <laughs> an asshole and in interviews and yeah in real life too yeah,
2: life. so this is this is where life. i sum up um and it was actually quentin tarantino that has said this that from the 80s oh, we were, okay between chevy chase and bill murray bill murray yeah yep. the yep. difference between their movies you know both great but he prefers Chevy Chase movies because all every Bill Mur- Murray movie is Bill Murray's an asshole has a revelation then he turns out to be a nice guy Chevy Chase movies are he's an asshole and at the end he's still an asshole he's a sarcastic guy sarcastic yeah he didn't yeah. change where Bill Murray always had to be nice at the end oh, okay and i'm and if you true. look back it's true it's true Chevy
0: Chase there's nothing really in his uh In his arsenal, that you could say, oh yeah, he did a kind of dramatic. I would say though, yeah, I love, I love Tarantino. Like, I'm a big fan of his, obviously. And he made, you know, being a a movie geek sort of cool for everybody, yeah. you know, because he was one of the podcast. original. Oh, does he really? Oh, cool.
2: Oh, don't even. alright okay. I'm gonna go off on a little dance. It's called Video Archive. <laughs> Dean's
0: like, I'm going to go and get a beer. Help yeah.
2: yeah. It's called Video Archive. And I've, I watch, I listen to it every week. Um, video, I'm, I'm going to say that, it again. Video doesn't Archive. He doesn't even listen to our podcast every week. <laughs> I've already bought merch from it. But uh, he's really got me into 70s movies right now. And I've always loved 70 movies, oh, but I'm, I'm really sure. into it. So long story short, he used to be a video, he used to work at a video store. Yeah. A video with star a guy film, named yeah. uh, uh, Roger Avery. Yeah, buddies. They wrote that's *Pulp great. Fiction* together, went oh, def- so separate ways, did their movies. Not when video archives closed because videos rentals went out. Yeah, and Tarantino went in and said, "I'll buy the whole thing. I'm uh, I'm rich now. I'll buy every 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 VHS." And then he, in the last couple of years, a room of his house, right? Took a room and recreated video archives with all because he took the stands too and rebuilt it so they started a podcast with roger avery's daughter and quentin will go and pick movies not popular movies at the time obscure movies that he loved they'll watch them and then they'll talk about those movies
0: oh that's awesome
2: and so i I mean obviously oh i i love it and i i'm I'm trying Seems to get a like, fucking movie. He talks about, and I, I can't keep up. But I, sorry. I love it um, because I he talks about them, and I'm just like, I gotta watch this movie.
0: I've heard of a, a lot of them. Here, yeah, here's a good question for you guys: what's a what's a classic movie that everyone has talked about? Maybe your whole lives you've heard about it, but you've never seen. You've never ever seen it. I'll go first. Good. Um, yeah, I would say one of the ones that I, I constantly hear people talking about or being like, "Oh my god, it's like one of the best movies of all time." It will change you. Um, on the waterfront, Marlon Brando. I think he's in there? Yeah, never seen it. Really, and and there's some Brando stuff that I never really saw. Like I did, I got into the Godfathers. I went through a Godfather yeah. phase, obviously, because I'm a big fan of De Niro and Pacino. And but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I that's one that I I never really saw. I saw Citizen Kane once in film school, and I was sort of like, it's it's really interesting, but it didn't really.
2: It's not the resonate. greatest movie ever
0: made. No, it's weird.
3: Yeah, well, it's funny weird. that it's funny you say godfather because i've never seen the godfather so well,
2: there, there you go, go.
0: yeah okay.
2: and what about I, for you? two weeks ago i just watched re-watched on the waterfront two weeks ago
0: oh wow still and, holds up
2: and fell in love with it even more wow Lo- okay. love it even more but uh, well,
0: I'll, I'll check it out
2: oh well, yeah i mean i yeah i just anyway again i was getting back in the 70s because of the tarantino thing but i have seen it before but i Rewatched it and I went. Yeah, I I just I kept watching it, going, This is amazing. I just loved it. I love the um, acting, I love the directing, <clears> I love everything. <throat> That's cool. I gotta I gotta check it out. Hey yeah, Dean, um, uh what, so, what go what, ahead? I was gonna ask well, I you. Wanted to start, mo- I wanted to say my movie. What is it? You've yeah, which, yeah, yeah, is, which is gonna be really hard because I, I thought I you've seen every eat. movie. <laughs> and all I could think of is until no, I still haven't seen Dirty Dancing. Oh.
0: You're not missing a whole lot, but it's cool. It's, it's a class. It's I mean, it's, it's of I, an era.
3: I've never seen moment. it in, like, I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. I'm
2: sure, like, from somebody watching on TV, scenes. I've seen...
3: Yeah, but I've never watched it from beginning no, to I, end.
2: No, I own it, but I've never watched it.
0: It's like, it's one of those...
2: Does that qualify? Is that a classic? Or, yeah, or yeah for sure. Back? Oh, okay, it's good. total okay. classic. I mean, that was a All cultural It's in the...
0: Was that a John Hughes? Was he that too? No, oh, no, do that one. no, no. That's a that's an incredible flick. Just the way that, like, you know, it's all kind of at this summer camp, and it it, it, yeah. it's, it has that vibe. It's and and Patrick Swayze, to his credit, was great. Jennifer Grey, also incredible. Sure. Um, which leads me to yeah, because uh, I was going to ask Dean or both of you guys with your younger kids, like, are there movies? from your era growing up that your kids can kind of watch. Cause for me just recently Sloan has been getting into that. So I, I was like, I got to get, you know, get her off of like Paw Patrol and all this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Do something different. So we, though she watches a lot of different stuff. She's really a smart kid and she's eager. So I started telling her about back to the future. Oh the yeah. The first one. And uh, man, she watched that and loved it. Yeah. you know, she loved that there was like the dog Einstein was in it, and oh, he traveled yeah, through yeah. time and came back and and she just loved Leah like the the skateboard scenes and all that, and yeah. like it actually Tarantino, going back to him, he talked about it on a Jimmy Kimmel interview. He thinks that is. He said he hasn't seen many perfect movies in his life, yeah. but he thinks back back to the future number one is almost a perfect movie.
2: Right, because yeah. it's
0: like, in terms of tone, timing, speed, Everything. like it just keeps moving, yeah. and the story is constantly moving, and there's no wasted lines or dialogue or scenes or anything. It's just like
2: it, it's considered you know, one of the perfect scripts ever written.
0: It's incredible. And it is Anyways, great. It's just a fun I, movie.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and then Sloan recently, I thought it might have been too old. I was like, I'm going to try it out. Ferris Bueller. Oh. And, uh, and she, did that keep her it.
2: attention? It like, yeah, actually did. Okay. Uh, no, know, I, was like, there, I was like,
0: there's some swearing. I'm like, Sloan, they say, you know, shit a couple <laughs> times in this movie, yeah. but it's not, there's nothing really in it that a, a younger kid couldn't really see. Like, it's interesting because you get to see, uh, you know, Cameron, his friend, like he's really pissed off with his dad and. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of explore those feelings, but I, mean, you know, he gets them out and. It's, and there's so many comedic, funny things happening in that movie that are just so little and that yeah. you forget about. Yeah. Like the whole, I think it's like 20 minutes or 15 minutes at the end where Ferris is just running through the whole neighborhood trying to get back to his house.
2: At the end, and he's yeah, like yeah. Jump,
0: jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like running through a house and he eats somebody's hamburger. He's like, dinner's ready. You know, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like kids totally love it. I was like, what? Wow. So I'm starting to go through old stuff from that era yeah like oh yeah kids can watch this and it's good what do you think about that uh dean
3: well it's funny i mean the two that i that i i'm just geek that she loves she loves the wizard of oz which i i, oh, I grew up I, I love the wizard of oz
0: Classic.
3: and she'll watch uh she likes nightmare nightmare um before christmas not nightmare on elm street
0: oh okay
3: good. so that's that's another one but uh what was i just oh, i was just thinking of something just recently she was getting into something that i was like now i can't think of what i was
2: so I just ex- I don't remember last summer I exposed <laughs> my grandson to Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> oh man, a he new, loved it. How that. old is he? How old is he?
2: My grandson's—he uh he was probably seven at six
0: when I showed him six seven. Okay, I might yeah. wait a bit. It's there's some scary parts in that. Well, oh, that's a, that's still a, good.
2: That just jogged my memory. I, I tried to get her to watch
3: Gremlins. Ooh. and that wow. was too scary for her that was that I I don't some remember that I didn't remember the guy getting killed right at the beginning like, yeah, like, yeah. By all the, I'm like oh boy
2: <laughs> great <laughs> movie but it that was what that movie prompted PG-13
3: seriously yeah, no, because, because, because they gave it
2: a PG and they're like so much complaints so they started the PG-13 wow. between That's that so and Poltergeist what Poltergeist was PG one of one of the two were the first PG-13. The other one sparked it. I oh. can't remember which oh, one. There's no, way, there's no way the first Poltergeist was PG. If not, it was PG-13. <laughs> Jesus.
0: That, but that between be, the two. Yeah, because it was early. You know, I remember um, seeing when it was on TV, and I was probably, I want to say 10 or something, but and I loved it. One of my favorite movies for a long, long time was Stand By Me. Yeah. Right? Oh, the, great movie. Four kids, they're going through the thing. But yeah. I, yeah, and it's like a Stephen King thing, and they're literally going to find a dead body, yeah, which they find, yeah, at the end. But it's more about you know the story and the the journey of it and everything. But yeah, it's and I think it's, like I, I, it. It yeah. I think it's great for kids. It
2: is. I think it's great for kids to watch because one, they can be like, as a kid, I did the same, and I think my kids did too. It was like, I'm one of those guys. What if I was in that situation? What if I was traveling with my friends doing the same thing? So they associate with being a sure. kid traveling out without parents. So they think that's exciting. And so I think yeah. they uh, they are attracted to that. So I love that movie to show to my children too. I have not that's my grandson. Great. So that's a good one. Thank you for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie. And it, it, it just, again, it keeps moving. Like it yeah. moves the whole time. And, you know, there's slow parts where they're having little um, dialogue scenes and stuff, but it, so cool and really man you see in that film like river phoenix was such a fucking incredibly talented yeah, kid yeah. actor and just a great actor in in general now and uh joaquin phoenix always talks about that how his brother inspired him so much but he was really great if he had lived a long time like i mean the yeah, amount man. of yeah awards, the movies stuff made. that guy could have won the movies he could have made yeah but uh, one, of, one of my favorite River Phoenix movies, if you guys ever have seen this, let me know. It's one of the best, I think, in terms of – it came out maybe 90s, but it's great, incredible script. The plot, it's one of these movies, again, we just keep talking about these ones. it moves constantly. It's great. Sneakers.
2: Yeah, Robert Redford's yeah. in there.
0: Yeah, and it's like a real funny caper movie where they're, they're trying to um, – well, they they're like this group of guys that gets paid to break into stuff without being detected. Yeah. And then they then they run into, you know, some real bad guys, but like it's like Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, Sidney Poitier. Oh. Um, the fucking cast is incredible and the the, Poitier, the dialogue. I
2: love him. I love him. I I'm growing my collection of his. I just bought of a movie Sidney last Poitier? weekend. Yeah. I just bought a movie of yeah. his last weekend.
0: He's amazing because
2: I'm trying to build it up, but no, that's a great movie. I love sneakers, too. yeah.
0: And little known fact in that film, Dan Aykroyd is wearing for a couple scenes uh, a t shirt that's has the band The Tragically Hip on it, oh. which are one of the one of the best Canadian bands of all time. Like, okay, a huge, oh, okay, Canadian band. The lead singer died just a couple of years ago oh. from cancer, Gord Downey. But yeah, Dan Aykroyd's from Kingston, Ontario. He's a big like. Sure. He he helped get tragically. They were on um, SNL, I think, because of Ackroyd.
2: Oh, makes so, sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Dan's a, a
2: good guy. Dan's a good one. Yeah, are, yeah, His movies are weren't always great, but I enjoyed watching them.
0: And he's so uh, he was always so cerebral. You know, he could deliver these really oh. intricate lines of dialogue like a quick. He's a fast
2: talker, man. Yeah. Oh, he was great in Saturday Night Live. His, uh yeah he, he would the be pitch, the pitch man yeah yeah or whatever <laughs> so and just yesterday sunday no i'm sorry sunday i was visiting my dad with my daughters and we're talking and my daughters are looking at me and my dad like what the fuck because me and my dad were I said something and I said something about attracting and then my dad goes big breasted American women and then we both went because we're two wild and crazy guys <laughs> <laughs> and Me and my dad are doing oh that, my God. and my daughters are like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And we just cracked up. <laughs> it's oh, um, what,
0: what were they called? The Swedish? No. Wow. Um, oh. uh, yeah. Yo. No. No. Two wild and crazy guys. That's what two, it was. Yeah. yeah two yeah. wild and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> two wild and crazy guys. It was just Aykroyd and
2: Steve Martin. Martin.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, incredible.
2: Yeah, they, but they're so funny. we just we're literally, my dad's sitting down and we're both doing our hands. Yeah, cool. Amazing. Dan Aykroyd Dana Um And it was my dad that said, we love big rested American women in front of my daughters.
0: Dana, that's so funny. Oh my God. Your dad was like, what the hell? Yeah, there was a few lines in like Paris Bueller and, you know, Back to the Future that are a little dated, possibly awesome, oh, yeah. a little bit, you know, off, off and Sloan is sort of like, What does that mean? You're like, Don't worry about it, it's okay.
2: <laughs> you're six, I'll tell You'll you, we'll talk
0: about it later. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the beauty. But, yeah,
2: she'll watch it again years later and be like, Oh, okay, yeah, that's why we can talk yeah. about it, but that. she'll love it because yeah. she was exposed to it as a young, yeah, that's exactly.
0: But you know, uh, one of the best Ackroyd roles ever, I think, was his, his character in Ghostbusters, Ray Stance. Like being that, you know, super technical scientist Great guy, guy. Like he he could just talk so fast. And he wrote that movie, you know. Yeah, he, It's fucking incredible. And another one of his that I really love was with John Cusack, where John Cusack played um, a hitman who was returning to his high school. Um, oh, gross, 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 *Gross Point, point Blank*. *Gross yeah. Point Blank*. One of the yeah. best, man. That's an incredible flick.
2: I, I do. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember really it liking it when time, I saw yeah. it. It's a yeah. long time, and um, not to be a geek, but I just bought that last weekend. With I'm not even I'm not even making this no shit way. up. I just bought that last week with my uh, City Portiers. No way. To love with Sir. It's to the love I of uh, Ira is the City Portier movie I bought.
0: I think I think Kusak C- is interesting too. Maybe we can wrap up because I should get going but yeah, I I think, you, uh, go ahead yeah no please I think Cusack is one of the most underrated uh, movie actors of an era because if you look at him he wasn't there was nothing really about him like he's not like a Brad Pitt you know he's not like incredibly sexy or right. super good looking or anything he's just kind of normal looking right yeah. he's like a normal looking midwestern guy but he's he from Chicago. Smart, Chicago, yeah. He was smart intellectually, you know. Like so, he could have funny lines, and he was in these romantic movies. But I think, you know, it's funny. Like for a, a time, he just he was the shit. Like he was, and if you look back, you can be like, I don't really know why, but he just was able to do it. Like there's something sort of magical about yeah. actors like that, you know.
2: So going back, did you ever see his movie Better Off Dead? Dude, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, loved it. I love it. One of that my favorite time. too. That's where I where I fell in love with John Cusack. And then the Sure Thing.
0: The sh- sure thing, yeah, that's Re- a great one by one, Rob Reiner, one...
2: who did Stand by Me. He directed both those.
0: No, no way. Um, sure thing, I gotta watch again. I also love Hot, Purs- Hot Pursuit. Yeah, by Cusack, <laughs> where he's like trying to find his girlfriend. Yeah, and then he sort of has to like sh- take on these drug lords and stuff. It was a really weird movie. Oh, and yeah. then. Uh, and then there was one uh that I really love with Bobcat Goldthwait in it too because one crazy summer. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the best. Like it scene for scene, comedy gold, like just so stupid. Um I the love guy the stupid who plays, comedy. The guy who plays Bugger from Revenge of the Nerds, Curtis Heck
2: yeah. Curtis Armstrong. Anderson. Armstrong. Anderson. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the two. So Armstrong like, or Anderson. I think it's Armstrong.
0: And he plays this guy named Aki and he's just the funniest fucking character oh his dad there you go call back to earlier Aki's dad mm-hmm. in one crazy one crazy summer is Joe Flaherty from SCTV. oh nice and, and Joe Flaherty's like a military guy and he really wants his son to be in military and they're like working in this army surplus store and he's like son he's like go get some shells on the beach and they're like oh that that's good that sounds like something Aki could do and he's literally like picking up shells from artillery as bombs are exploding and they're like what the hell are you doing out here so,
2: so yeah it just one crazy summer it's a i great movie. I've, i had i saw it in the 80s and i that's i don't remember a whole lot about it so i that yeah. might i might have to revisit that one but watch that, it. Again. I, that one there i don't know of course <laughs> but better off <laughs> that i do up? one sure thing i do so i will say this last thing about john kuzak is oh, there's yeah. a great clip on youtube could find it I didn't it was probably right before the pandemic and I want to say because he's a Chicago he's a huge huge baseball fan okay oh, yeah he is for sure so I and too. I and I don't remember if he's white I think he's White Sox. Don't quote me. Yeah he is no 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 he is yeah okay yeah. so he was at a game I think when they were ready to win you know going to the playoffs and he was leaving and some guy, some fan gave up to him and said you're a fair weather fan, blah, blah, blah. Kind of giving them shit for like showing up because they're in the playoffs or in the World Series, one of the 2 you know. And Kuzak just went, Hold on a minute, and just fucking started rattling off stats, baseball stats off the off the top of his head. It was incredible. Like, you know this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, So fuck you. And calling me a Fairweather fan. I'm I I you know, I know all this. And it's it's fun to watch because he wasn't belligerent, but he just was like, do you know this? Yeah. Do you know this. So it was fun to watch because he is incredibly smart on baseball.
0: He's incredibly smart. And I think, you know, he's one of those uh national treasures for you guys where you can look back and be like, John Cusack, oh yeah, like he did some cool stuff. And you're like, Why was he so huge? And you're like, I'm not sure. But he just sure why, he was yeah. able to do it. He's just kind of one of those magical creatures. But yeah, I think his brain, obviously, like he is an yeah. incredible Went. Now and he wrote a lot of stuff.
2: And, yeah. yeah, and his sister is in movies too, Joanne Kuzak,
0: Yeah, gotcha. she's so funny. I,
2: I love. I love. It.
3: Shameless. She,
2: yeah, she was great on Shameless. shameless. She was great yeah. on Shameless.
0: Shameless is great. Yeah. So Shameless is great, and one of his best, I would say, too, in his later stuff, Kusack, was High Fidelity too. Yeah, Rutgers yeah, Clark yeah. It's so incredible. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm. I just want you to throw this out there because we're talking about the Kuzaks. Is I met Joanne Kuzak before. She had just filmed *My Bodyguard*, her first role, and she was friends of my friend's older brother. And then hmm. we were we I went to his house, and she was there, and they gave me a ride to Summerfest.
0: Oh. All oh. right, It's amazing. Because
2: they were all friends in you know, because he was an older brother, and they were all friends in Chicago. He was going to school. That's cool. Blah blah blah, and it was funny because the mom was like, "Well, you guys were you know younger brother, me and." Well, you guys are going to Summerfest, and you guys are Summerfest, and we were going to take the bus because me and my buddy Dan took the bus all the time. Dan Gore, <laughs> um, and and she's like, "Well, give your brother and his friend a ride," and they're just like, "No, we we don't want to deal with these nerds, you know." It's but the so mom's funny. like, "Oh, you're going to the same place, so give your give your brother a ride," and they're like, "Fine, mom." So we got to ride in the car with Joanne Kuzak and the brother and then the minute we got the summer faster we like i right, see you fuckers and just ditched us oh so <laughs> funny but at least oh, i man, got the meter and we cool. hung out for a car ride you got
0: that that's great <laughs> that's why you guys so are you guys uh keeping busy you got lots more podcasts coming down the pipe and stuff we don't
3: yeah, yeah, well, yeah awesome. we got we got stuff tomorrow night yeah, we got another one tomorrow night. We got stuff booked through like the end of June now. We yeah, I mean we can only record every other week because of you know I have my daughter every other week. So right, we'll, okay. So we'll, we'll we'll put down like two or three the weeks that I don't have her, and then you know, so we could.
1: I,
0: need, yeah. I need I need well, I need a break. Somewhere. Super sweet. If you have yeah, I get it. He's a lot. Maybe if you, if you, I think, you
3: yeah. I'm kind of thinking you two should just do a movie podcast. I'll just like direct the thing. <laughs> stay out of That's the amazing, way. That's amazing, man. This yeah. is fun. No, yeah, you guys we'll is really
0: fun. If you ha- if you have any more, uh, you know, music questions before we go, let me know. But I'll I'll roll out soon.
2: But... Yeah, yeah. So that's... I have I I have one simple question. It's a yes okay. or no, and if it's a no, we'll sure. cut it before that or edit it out and everything. Do you want to grab your guitar and play a quick song? Uh,
0: you, I don't want to put you I'll, on the spot. If you don't no, want to do okay. it, we'll cut I'll, it out. I'll say no because I. Okay. I uh, I don't have I'm not like set up with the audio wise to do because I'd have sure. my earbuds on it sure. wouldn't sound right.
2: All right. So cool. we'll we'll edit that me even asking you out. Okay. Yeah. And then That's we'll the cut into like all right. This is uh been no, I so great I, I talking do, to you. I do have one question,
3: but music yeah, question before we sure. go. Because I am curious because yeah. you know your your latest album has some covers on it and and uh you know, I've seen uh, your um your smashing pumpkins cover on YouTube of nineteen seventy-nine. I'm just curious, like you know, the, the hacky music question. Who are your, some of your bigger musical influences? Who did you grow up loving musically?
0: Man, uh, yeah, I loved a lot of people. I, I grew up listening to... Um, I, I went through a huge hip-hop phase for a while, so... Oh, I think okay, I, so... You, yeah. Do you still have your rap skills? I wish I did, but <laughs> I, I do not.
3: Man, Man, of, Steel, do Man, Man of Steel yeah. was your...
0: <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy does his research. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I don't have that. I have not flexed those skills for a long time, but I, I loved it. I was just a two-tape deck guy in my bedroom where I would, you know, sample beats from other artists and then write songs on like full scap paper and yeah. uh, you know, go go uh Buck wild as the cassette at that time. You're right, my right. Friends. That was, yeah. Uh Buck Wild. And with um few friends and we would rap and have fun. But I think hip hop I like I love, you know, like Tribe Called Quest, yeah. uh yeah. or earlier stuff like Run D M C Beastie Boys, Fat Boys, LL Cool J, obviously, and uh all all that stuff um helped me I think in terms of like words, like it was just so cool to hear how they could keep putting lyrics together and like, you know, backing on to another one and then like another line would start before the next one was finished and it would all kind of tie together with the rhyming. And, and I think that really made me fall in love with like rhythm and rhyme. And I think those two things are key to um, music in in any way. And it was just fun to see how, you know, they could spin something. And, and the, the early days of hip hop, what, what I listened to, yeah, just like late eighties, early nineties, was yep. mostly word. Like it was word based. So if you had to, you want to put down someone or, make fun of an opponent or someone you were having like a battle with, they would do it mostly with words yeah. instead of like, you know, I'm going to get my gun and, yep, yep. you know, drive by my super rich car. And <laughs> <shooting>.
1: <laughs> it was like
0: more, yeah, it was more intellectual. It was yeah. like, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you down, but I'm going to do it with words and it'd be back and forth. And I, I like that. And I, I like the ability to in life, you know, it's something I, try and teach my daughter too is like you know use your words use your words like right. let me let me know what you're thinking and feeling so yeah and then musically as I got older for sure um, Springsteen born in the USA was one of the best records like I I couldn't put that one down for many years it was the first vinyl I got as a kid
1: nice. mm.
0: and it just had hit after hit after like every song it that record yeah. it was like a hit and uh, it was just you know, later on, Wilco, um, Pavement, uh, a lot of those bands, Amy Mann, lots of Canadian bands too, like Stars, Broken Social Scene, um, Joel Plaskett, Jim Bryson. A lot of okay. a lot of cool um, people have influenced me, but I think that, you know, it's kind of morphed at, at, at different times and I'm just always thankful to hear new music and and uh be excited by it. phoebe Bridgers. phoebe Bridgers is a new like um younger um american female oh, artist who's okay. incredible she's great and an uh, amazing songwriter so,
3: have you uh speaking of of hip-hop and freestyle have you heard of harry mack have you seen any of his videos on youtube oh no, he's, he's a he's a freestyle guy who will go he just walks the street and he'll ask people for like three words just kind of out of the, and he will come up with a freestyle and he'll use those words and he'll pick stuff off of like people's shirts and clothes and stuff and Whoa. mix that in dude is amazing i mean just I've, cool. I've i watched a podcast where he goes through how he does it and how he's like how he's processing it and it's before it comes out of his mouth yeah yeah that uh, you yeah jesus christ it's, it's crazy. crazy No,
0: I, I was never yeah i was never a freestyle person like i can write raps out that were okay like they were decent enough but I needed some time to like write them down yeah. I don't know how I don't know how people do that like I can come up with stuff yeah off the top like that's that's a huge crazy like talent. genius it's,
2: a, skill. Huge it's a huge talent yeah
0: yeah, yeah. awesome there well you're yeah. a what, huge, about, what about you're a, a, your trium- talent as well what's that oh thanks man triumph triumph I mean the band yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
2: they're a Canadian band. Oh, I was like, why is that? Oh, right, <laughs> Triumph. Wait, I mean, were they not?
0: Am I wrong? I, no, they they were. I'm not totally familiar with. Like, I know Before I you a see little bit. The album titles. No, I can see. Um,
2: you always had that V guitar. Thinking, Every album I like had the V guitar. The on v
0: guitar, it. yeah. And I'm thinking more of, um, like Europe, like the Final Countdown. No, but they're American, I think
2: there don't try okay i saw triumph years think years think. and years ago on the triumph 70s. you know in that
0: same era in that same era like i was just thinking today of how great of a band was boston like boston oh my god yeah and just incredible songs and the guitars were always so you know heavy and like together and stuff and they had those cool album covers where it's like these spaceships and yeah. stuff like yeah
2: you know, and every I album cover it. had the spaceships, were guitars,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They were Boston, I've seen them twice, and they were the clearest, cleanest sounding band live I've ever heard. Wow, I times. It's I believe they, that. they're they're electric, you know, they're he, Tommy Shaw, not Tommy Shaw, Tommy Schmidt, I think you want to say the guitarist yeah. and songwriter for it. He and he, he's all electronic, he invented the uh. Cordless guitar.
0: Oh, cool. So wow. he made all his
2: money there. That's why he didn't care how many albums he brought out. Because he oh. ma- he invented that and he made so much money from that that he would just bring out albums when he can. But um Super Boston's cool. great. But try I mean, I because I, I thought I, I just weren't trying from uh Canada and I never seen them. They
0: they could be. They could very well be. I'm just not
2: they were they're I'm, always I'm the mini the rush band. They were never as big as Rush. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Rush, of course, like they were yeah. every household. That I knew. I mean, I, I, I kind of knew a fair amount of nerdy kids. So like Rush was just there. It's like you were playing Dungeons and Dragons and listening to Rush. That's like <laughs> a lot of a lot of
2: the nerdy kids <laughs> that I knew growing up. That's what they were doing.
3: Well, I I played Dungeons and Dragons growing up, but I don't think exactly, we were listening dude. to Rush. So
2: well, you're oh, well, well, you then know. you're both nerds. I am a nerd. I listen yeah. to
0: I hey, I just exactly. listen to
2: Rush. Yeah, we're all we're all nerds. You know,
0: we're all nerds a little bit. This is why bit. this is why you would so. I think if you watch anything by Dan Harmon, in fact, he put out a thing called Harmon Town, which was a, mm. a little movie he made about his podcast. Okay, oh, okay, dude, you would you would love it. I think I'm going to Google like, this guy oh, as soon God. as we're done. I yeah, got to know, yeah, yeah, know please, who this yeah. guy is. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna flip out. You'll be like, <laughs> well, okay, there's some similarities for sure. All right, yeah, we'll nice. do that.
3: <laughs> well, Maddie, before we let you go, tell them where they can find you. Tell them you know promote anything you want to promote. And
0: yeah, sure. Um, all my stuff is on uh on the interweb no you can uh go to graven Canada g-r-a-v-e-n canada.com and i'm graven canada on all the social media so twitter instagram um at facebook everywhere that's my handle so come and come and say hi i love uh talking to people and saying hi and this was this was really great guys i really Kevin and Dean had a great time uh, connecting with you guys, man. Yeah, great, you really as well. Great. This was a, yeah, was yeah, a lot absolutely. of
2: fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Guy, we wouldn't have hung out so long if we didn't enjoy it. Yeah, 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 man. We had to cut so you much off. Hours ago. <laughs> I love it. You're like, yeah, oh, we
0: gotta
3: go. You ever yeah. want to do it again? Just let us know. You got anything to promote? Oh. You want to come back? Let us know. I
0: would and love that,
2: man. Thank you so much. Guys. Check out Miley Music, cool. and I don't know how you get on, but check it out. Oh, Miley Music. Okay. If you get if you apply or I don't know how it goes. I don't know. But you would be you would fit in perfect, and you would freaking love it yeah
0: okay man i'm gonna check that out because i would love to get down to the states for something that would be uh worth it to go so that would be that'd be great and i need to set it up with some, some other stuff and i as i said i have yeah. some family in chicago and i would go there too oh, so
3: yeah perfect this
0: is great man all right thank you guys so oh, pleasure for meeting you man me too yeah all right have you a good guys night too all right you too. take care much love see you guys yeah. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here.